Recording in progress. Everything you say is being <laughs> uploaded to the FBI from here on out. <laughs> and that's why I buried the bodies at the local park. At the local park. <laughs> you buried them? You didn't uh, chop them up and throw them in the, in the no, lake? No, it was, it was a very loose grave. Yeah. Like a gust of wind could blow the dirt. Just in case them. they want to get up again. You know? I, well, I was... I was pretty tired by that point. I wasn't about to go. I wasn't about to like dig like a seven foot hole. Yeah. They are more or less just dumped behind the teeter totter. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Murdering someone is taxing. Tax. That's, that's the thing nobody talks about. Yeah. Like you have to be in pretty good shape in order to be a serial killer on a regular basis. Yeah. Oh yeah. <gasps> Isn't the concept of clapping pretty insane? It's pretty fucked. It's yeah. That, that just as like humans, that's how we show. I mean, it's definitely like an animalistic yeah. thing where we're just like, like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't it be a lot better as human beings if instead of like the longer the applause uh, showing like appreciation, it was just the the biggest one clap that you could do in, in in appreciation. So you just like create a bunch of suspense around your one clap to show how uh, you know happy you are. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, kids, let's go. <laughs> has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? These guys are so funny. Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. You can found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy. Rogue Squadron back at it again. Short pause. Wait for it. So excited to be here. Uh, Mopar, that's my name. Andrew Goaty here once again. We got our buddy Steve joining us from Revenge of the 90s. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yes. But I I do reserve the right to tell you by the end of this that it sucked. And I had a terrible time. Okay. You could tell us at the start of this if it sucks. <laughs> at any moment. I'm already, yeah. <laughs> this is off to a bad start for me. So <laughs> let's just keep going. So we got um, we got a lot ahead of us uh, as far as yeah. just news in general. Uh, the DCU fandom dropped a lot of shit on us. A lot of turds. Um, yeah. I was home I for a... Yeah, I was home for a family function, and I saw somebody in the group chat send over the Batman trailer, yeah. trailer number two, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm going to mark this for the morning. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God. Batman, Flash, Black Adam, Suicide Squad video game? Like, there's 47 things. Yeah. I didn't realize it was DC Fandom. I'm out of the loop, man. Yeah, I... That uh, tra- trailer's sweet. Which yeah. one? The Batman trailers, I'm pretty down. Yeah, you know... We'll just jump in, man. Let's go for it. I am pretty hyped. I am admittedly pretty hyped. Even though I'm a number one Joker fan, I feel like they've been doing Joker so much that it's nice to kind of take a step back and let's do the Riddler and let's do the Penguin and let's get back to uh, the basics more or less because, you know, in 1989 we had the Joker and then the next fucking movie we had a different villain. So it's, you know, just a, a breath of fresh air that I think DC needs. Um, and it's like I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for a movie where they treat Batman because the thing that Batman's supposed to be is the world's greatest detective, and he's like yeah. never ever solving a mystery of any kind. 
Yes. And the Riddler is like the perfect foil and villain to like send him on a, you know, wild goose chase through Gotham where he's actually got to like use clues and uses like, you know, skills of deducing things to actually and not just brute force although in this one he definitely seems to beat the shit out of everybody as always and also takes like bullets to the face but um yeah I'm, i guess that's cool but i do like it for that and i love matt reeves i trust like anything matt reeves does so i'm on board with it even though like every batman movie is just like a constant quest to see like how much grittier and darker it can get Thank you for yeah. saying that. I was going to say the same exact thing. Like, we're getting a mystery movie, which is awesome. But also, he beats the fuck out of everyone. Like, he's really angry, and he takes bullets right. to the face and to the chest like it's no big deal. So it looks like we're getting, like, old angry Batman and military armor Batman and detective <laughs> Batman all in the same thing. I mean, how can you go wrong? Yeah. No, I. Uh, it is kind of a weird thing for them to be, like, out doing themselves as far as dark films and when you're yeah. talking about Batman because it's just every movie is trying to one-up itself um, but I mean the Riddler I think is good we're going to see something out of Batman in this movie that we've never seen I feel like Joker pushes our own views of Batman like it makes us ourselves the viewers question Batman and what, what he's actually doing I feel like the Riddler will do it personally like I feel like He's going to question himself. What is he actually doing? And you see him off the fucking chain. He's basically killing people at this point. And I, I think that's where we're going to go is like, well, how far can we push Batman's mental stability? <laughs> yeah. Not only how we view him, because I think that's what the Joker does is we, we, we start looking at the similarities. and You're like, ah, muddied waters, bitch. And now we're well, like, well, Joker's like an agent of chaos. Yeah. Whereas the Riddler, when done right, is like as formidable a villain but like you said in a different way he's he plays with you in a different way mentally and done right that's a pretty cool terrifying villain like you know somebody who's like an this like you know expert at playing games and and forcing you on these you know to i guess solve these riddles and you know kind of go through these motions that's that's interesting and compelling to me like we never we've never gotten that it's always just been like Oh, here's a villain, you know, or it's the 10th Joker or whatever. Yeah. No, like, right. you, like you said, just to keep going is all the villains prior to is like, we're going to kill this. We're going to like, okay, I'm the Joker. I'm going to go kill the mayor. Oh, well, I'm Batman and I'm a hero. So I have to save the mayor. I feel like now we're getting to the point where Riddler will literally just ask questions at crime scenes and it's going to make Batman go insane. Mm -hmm. Trying to solve these fucking, all they are, are questions. Mm -hmm. He's going to be behind bars the whole time in Arkham. Dude, that's going to drive me nuts, though. That's going to drive me nuts, though, if I have to have a scene where, like, <laughs> the Riddler turns himself in and then Batman interviews him and it's like, mm, that was part of my plan all along for you to capture me. It's yeah. like, how many more villains oh, you can't do, do I need? To, like, it happens all the time. That was yeah, totally 2008, true. 2010. I think we're done with that. It better be. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> not going to Skyfall, Dark Knight, re repeat. Yes, it, it, and uh, Star Trek uh, Into Darkness yep. when yep. Khan, you know, captured gets lets himself get captured. It happened like yeah, there was that three year stretch where it was like, what if the villain wanted to be caught? <laughs> we got something there. <laughs> okay, you didn't expect that, dude. It's Nuts. like a. <laughs> I, I I love it. I I love pushing Batman to the the brink, and that's the whole point of Batman is how far can we push him. 
for him to still see himself as doing the right thing and still see and us to view him still as the hero. And mm-hmm. I think we've gotten to that point where it could literally switch in this movie where he might be confronted by even, let's say, Catwoman. Catwoman's going to be like, dude, Bruce, you're fucked. Like, I'm <laughs> stealing and, and hurting people, and you are the broken person here, clearly. Yeah. I've always thought Selena Kyle was a way more, like, put-together person than Bruce Wayne. Because in all the things that they... Because, like, you know, throughout comics and the animated movies and stuff... Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne always have like a thing going and then sometimes they know the other is Batman and Catwoman whatever but she always comes across as the one who can like manage both sides of her you know personality whether it's Selena Kyle or Catwoman whereas like Bruce Wayne he's like a fucked up person Bruce Wayne is a truly (laughs) demented individual and it's kind of interesting that we don't ever really think about that or like question it where it's like hey here's some guy who lives by him he's the richest guy in the world and he lives by himself with his butler and he uses all his oh, money yeah. to like become a vigilante and run around. He's trying to punch yeah. Gotham into submission. That's what yeah. that man and is it's doing. Like, like yeah. if I was a normal person in Gotham City, I'd be like, I don't know, man. Like this guy just killed like eight thugs. Like I know they were just, I know they were like robbing a bank, but like he didn't have to like put five of them in the hospital. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah. Break their necks. Well, that's what happens with like if you have, you know, depression and seriously troubled issues. If you're a billionaire, you don't just get meds. You create a suit and you train with ninjas <laughs> yeah. and you fight crime. Right. Like that's <laughs> the solution for it. Um, so we, so Steve, I was on the show uh, with you, Revenge of the Nineties, to review Batman Returns a while back. Um, oh, yeah. And I feel from the the second trailer here of the Batman, we're getting a little bit of that Catwoman and Batman relationship, or we're kind of adversaries, but you're kind of turning me on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of that do you think we're gonna is gonna carry over into the new film? I think I think it's pretty clear that they're going to establish some sort of relationship uh, where I think she'll either know he's Batman or like she'll she'll be the only thing like tethering him to reality, like reality reality and like sanity (laughs) and and a a normal life, because that's always the thing is she is always the thing that's I guess like to use the puns like she's like dangled out there like catnip for him for Bruce Wayne to always be like hey you could have like some semblance of a normal life but like he's always like no I gotta go and I don't know go to fucking space today with the Justice League <laughs> and like I got a reanimated yeah. alien hang on a second yeah, yeah right he's like like it goes from just like punching thugs to like fighting you know intergalactic uh, warriors but whatever intergalactic but, keggers <laughs> but uh I think I think what will happen is like I think they will it, it'll be explored like a lot more than it was in Batman Returns because in Batman Returns it was like a cheeky like ooh we could bang kind of thing but this one will be like an actual I think relationship between the two of them because I think this movie takes place earlier in his career as Batman and so like I think he you know there's still like some of him left some of like a normal Bruce Wayne like floating around in there and I think this could be the movie that sort of like takes him to that next step where he becomes the more jaded, intense Batman uh, and maybe like abandons any hope of a relationship with Selena Cobb. My guess would be by the end of that movie, he'll be like, there's nothing for me here. Like, I can't. Yeah, I can't be that Bruce Wayne. Right. So now that you say you think this is a, a younger Batman, I'm looking at timelines and something that a, a YouTuber brought up was in the um, the newer Batman trailer you see Batman go to Arkham State Hospital, 
as as opposed to Arkham Asylum when he goes to meet the Riddler. That exact Arkham State Hospital is what we see Ar- Arthur Fleck go to when he's digging up uh, info on his mother in the Joker. So oh. my thoughts were, with this being a brand new Batman, um, it could be the Joker being the prequel. Mm. And then we're getting into the young Batman still trying to find himself in this yeah. new Batman. And that's why I think it might be a, a natural progression from we see the Joker and then we get to go into Penguin and all the other fucks. Uh, that was just my random thought. I know, like I said, I forget the YouTuber that did it, but he pointed out the Arkham State Hospital and how it it uh, is different from Arkham Asylum. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I, I never you, considered that. And then you also watch the Flash trailer, which also just came out. And then you're like, oh, well, we have this entire time travel alternate dimension alternate reality stuff and then like all the batmans are potentially canon at the same time yeah dude don't you feel bad for dc because (laughs) they announced that flash movie like years ago and they were it was like really cool to see that they were going to move forward with it because that's one of the best flash storylines but immediately marvel was like oh no dude we'll just go do that with our (laughs) spider-man And we'll release I'm, it like a I'm, year I'm before. I'm glad you brought that up, and I feel so bad. I've, I'm I'm stated not a huge DC fan, but I do enjoy Batman and whatnot. But I felt bad watching the trailer, and I was just like, oh, like, Loki's already out, and Spider-Man's out in, like, two months, and they're doing this exact same thing already. Yeah. Yeah, it, this whole, like, multiverse thing. And, yeah. and, like, I don't really know if there's ever been, like, a. am sure there have been, like, good multiverse storylines in the comics. Like, obviously, there have been. But I, one of the classic ones is like Flashpoint, I think. Yeah. So that that always seems like the one that was the one everybody kind of runs to. Whereas I'm sure there are some in Marvel, but that doesn't seem to always be like one of the top ones. So it's always it's like hilarious to me that DC is going to get like by a year get beat on their own multiverse that they're creating. You know what know. it felt like? What this whole ordeal felt like? But the whole DC fandom, what it felt like was. DC was literally just holding out and waiting for Marvel, not to fizzle out, but for all that shit to settle down. We're post-Avengers, we're post-Endgame, and now we're getting into just kind of the series stuff, and there's no huge Marvel stuff coming out. I feel like DC was like just biding their time. They're like, well, let's see, let's see. Fucking now. And now we're going to do 19 movies. You're all going to be fucking hyped. We're going to be doing the... I mean, every Batman iteration that you could ever think of, Flashpoint. We're going to be doing all the good stuff. By the way, that Flash teaser, you, you guys know who was talking at the beginning, right? Yeah. Was that was that Ben Affleck? No. no. Was that Michael Keaton? Michael yep, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, was thinking, I wasn't sure because uh, <laughs> I only watched it once and I was like, oh, maybe that's uh, Affleck talking to the uh, Barry Allen that he knows. But yeah. holy shit, because the end, the last Batman at the end is clearly the leather, yeah. yep. the immovable neck Batman. Yep. From- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't turn my head, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because Batfleck's going to hey, be you. in it. But that was definitely Michael Keaton in the trailer. Dude. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting, dude. You're actually probably yeah. bringing a, that's a good point, man. Because like, I got to say, I'll definitely watch it, but I am by no means excited for whatever The Eternals is. I don't really know. I, I can't say that I'm like hyped up for that movie. I'll see it, but I think what's happening is Marvel, because Marvel 
like reached the pinnacle with like Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. And now you're dipping into your D-level superheroes with very few A. Like, there's no guarantee that Spider-Man is going to be around past even this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself, like, all right, if like Iron Man, Captain America, obviously they they have like the uh, X Men and like Fantastic Four like floating out there. Yeah. You know, but you've already done so many iterations of it that I don't know if people are going to react the same way that they have in the past. And like, I do wonder because DC has so many of its like still A list characters that don't like the Green Lantern's floating out there. Dude. And, like, I understand he did. One I can't movie. believe, but he, out of all of this, there's no Green Lantern stuff. I'm like, that's the one guy, and it, sorry, I'll just be short. That's the one guy that I've always really liked, but don't know much about. And I've always been wishing and hoping for something big and easy, digestible for me to get into Green Lantern deeper. But go yeah. ahead. I mean, Green Lantern Corps is awesome. It's an intergalactic yeah. police force that, Dude. like, and there have been multiple versions of the Green Lantern on Earth. And sometimes there's like multiple at the same time, whatever. But like, there's so many storylines you could draw from. You could have the Earth element, then you could draw like intergalactic battle stuff. Like, it could be like a Guardians kind of thing. Yeah. In the DC universe. And they just fucked that up. They just, I didn't think that movie was that bad. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad, but it's not great. And it just, it's like floating out there doing nothing. But like, he's out there, Green Arrow's out there, Martian Manhunter's out there. Like, it's just like an endless amount of good superheroes and i think what dc is doing better these days is that they stopped being like well every movie's got to be like i gotta fit it into this timeline and it's all got to be this and it's all got to fit this style they're kind of just letting people make yep, they broke the mold just, just make your story bro see, yep. see that's what i thought that's what i thought but now with the batman and the flash trailer i feel like they're circling back around to that whole thing but they can if they want to but like the flash they're still doing other batman stuff the flash trailer is almost like a batman trailer it's like we're going to do batfleck and michael keaton and all these batman are going to co converge together and the flash is going to bring them um all in the same place with multiple dimension time travel stuff yeah i mean i'm hoping that they cuz it is the flash that they like still make it a lighter kind of movie where where there's like plenty of room for levity whereas like if you make like a superman and batman movie neither of those characters is at least these days is known as being lighthearted so it's like really hard to make a superman or batman movie because like you're already starting with a character who like it's like there's no room for humor like and, and so <laughs> like you know what's cool about like the flash is that like yeah you could still tell like a uh you know, intense superhero movie, but the Flash will always be. A He's a Spider-Man. Of, He's the Spider-Man. Yeah, exa that's DC. a great point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So there's <laughs> always going to be a moment where you can like take a breath and be like, "Oh, that was funny." But yeah. whereas like Batman, it's just like you know, yeah, that's just only, not possible. The only comedic moments is Alfred complaining about how drunk Bruce is. Yeah, right. Or <laughs> yeah, that is like soup got cold waiting in the Batcave. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> But I, did, I, what do you guys think about like, uh, like Black Adam with The Rock? Because that's a character I actually don't know like shit about. But I mean, is same. Rock. See, I want to say, and I'm kind of looping your uh, comment about the Eternals as well. Is that I want to say I'm almost more excited for things that I don't know anything about. Because I remember hmm. back in like 2014 or 15, I had never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy ever, and then I saw that in theaters, and I was like, that was one of my favorite Marvel movies for a long time just because it was brand new to me. So I've never, I don't know anything about Black Adam. I don't know anything about the Eternals and both of those I'm actually looking forward to just because they're all, they're fresh. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. Also, sorry for my dog barking. So you're gonna hear my dog barking. But... <laughs> well, it's okay. Bring him on, dude. Get him on camera right now. What are his thoughts on Batman, please? Oh, dude, you you do not want to know. No, he's got very strong thoughts. <laughs> it's, it's bad. He's a um, Superman fan, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, no. That's I mean, that's a good point because like Guardians and Guardians Two, like Guardians Two might be my favorite Marvel movie of all. I think oh, I think like, genuinely that's like Whoa. that's one of the best like sci-fi movies I've ever seen. I think it's just so perfectly made and the cast is fantastic and like they just nail everything. I do get that. I get that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see cuz like I thought the same thing. I was like, what the fuck? What is Guardians? And <laughs> it rules. Same with like Ant-Man. I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." And like Ant-Man's yeah. a lot of fun. So, yeah. Marvel usually nails it, but I do wonder if I'm getting like a little fatigued with like the marvel formula because yeah. like it's all pretty much the same i mean spider-man will kick some serious ass but just based on like what we're probably going to get with like toby Maguire and maybe andrew garfield but like i don't know i will say that marvel to both its credit and probably detriment follows like a very clear uh formula that like guardians was the closest to like breaking it and that's why I think I like it as much as I do is because it was like, this still feels like something entirely different than Marvel. Even yeah. though I love Marvel. Yeah. It still has like its own, like, and like, you know, it's got its own thing going on still. Well, it got heavy into space travel and aliens, you know, it felt like Valyrian almost for a while. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, what, what's not to like about a group of, in you know, misfits that, you know, come together as a team and like kick some ass by the end. Like that's a story that you could see in any genre that you would enjoy. Yeah. And you know, all the characters are likable Groot and rocket are awesome. You know, I mean, I think it's, you, you really dude. They put John C. Riley in a fucking movie. I'm sign me <laughs> up. Oh yeah. I'm in a superhero movie and he's calling people assholes. I'm fucking yeah. check Mark. Yeah. I know he's got to come back. He's got to come back in the, I bet he will because I mean, really the next phase of marvel will be like the cosmic stuff yeah because they're getting deep into like the nova core i think they're going to get into mm. i think they're going to get into like secret wars and secret invasion and yep scroll stuff space stuff like i think i think ultimately i think it, i don't know if it's like i think it's secret wars where like the end of that storyline is like all these like interdimensional characters from different multiverses so there's your big multiverse marvel story i think but like they all get like put on a planet to like fight in a war and mortal kombat i think they like battle each other i literally <laughs> is like marvel <laughs> mortal kombat and i could be way off i hope somebody like definitely corrects me <laughs> if i'm like wrong we're hoping that you're correcting us right now yeah. so <laughs> this, is my, be this is my like this is my limited understanding of where like some of the marvel storylines have gone in that realm yeah. like beyond Thanos stuff. So, and I think, and I think like, you know, the X-Men and Fantastic Four are involved. So like, I think ultimately like this new phase, like when they get to like the end game of this next crop, I think it'll be that where all of the characters, and then like, you've got Galactus floating out there. Who's like mm -hmm. the ultimate villain, you know, where he's like the planet eater. So yeah. it's like, you still got him floating out there and he's like the major villain of the Fantastic Four. So there's good stuff waiting out there. It's just, it'll be interesting to see like how long people are willing to like hold out for some of that stuff again. No, I, I think there is a limit 
I do think there's a limit because when you start talking about Galactus and a lot of this outer rim stuff, and I mean that as far as stuff that is e easily digestible just by the common human being. <laughs> like, if you're not a huge comic book fan, you can watch a Spider-Man movie and be like, okay, that was fun. Mm -hmm. You start talking about Silver Surfer and Galactus and all this, and I, I don't know how well it plays out on screen and or how popular. I mean, we're getting into pure comic book stuff. Yeah, um, that it's it'd be difficult to convey, but um, but I think no, I think the threshold has been changing gradually since they're pushing 1989. Yeah, because as I was watching the Flash trailer and thinking about alternate Batman's and alternate timelines, I was watching a review and they were showing a few couple clips from like Batman 1989 and Batman Returns, and I was like, can you imagine Batman 1989? And them trying to put in a storyline about like alternate dimensions and alternate oh. reality. And there's like four different Batmans and they all do different things. And this one has this story and this one's actually Batman's dad and blah, blah, blah. Like our threshold for accepting things has increased so much over the past 30 years. That's a good point. Because like if they had put Christopher Reeve Superman with Michael Keaton Batman in a movie, like in 1990, people yeah. would have like melted. It would have been, uh, you know, just un people would have been unable to continue functioning in society. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Um, it is cool because, like, you know, we're kind of seeing like comics just literally living on screen now. Yeah. Like, like you're watching, like, for instance, like with the what's cool is you get the Flash storyline with Flashpoint and then like that may go off and do its own thing. But then you've also got like whatever the Batman's going to be. And so it's like when I go to the store and I, there's like five Batman titles on any given week. Yeah. And they're all doing different things most of the time. So it's just depending on like, well, what, what do I like and what do I want to <laughs> read? And so I love that DC especially is kind of starting to go that route. Because like the Joker and the Batman may never become a thing. The Joaquin Phoenix version. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you've now got two storylines that you could enjoy separately and like enjoy yeah. them they don't have to cross over like i like that they don't i like that dc's trying their hardest to be like it doesn't have to cross over for you to enjoy it and yeah and the, the side note to that is that the best thing that they can do is to make you think that they're never going to cross over and then in five years yeah. robert pattinson and joaquin phoenix meet on screen for the first time well i think just the way they they spelled out the joker just the movie itself if they just did the batman and then just loosely you could make the connections in your head but it's never like pointed to on screen i think that's the best way to do it so in your own mind it could be prequel than the batman or it could live by itself i i think it, it just to make it so the water so muddy just to say fuck it and nothing has to be connected but if you want it to it can Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what was cool about the Suicide Squad. Did you guys see that? The new one? The new oh, yeah. one? So yep. good. Kicks yep. extreme ass. And there's a throwaway line where they mention that Idris Elba's character put a bullet, a kryptonite bullet in Superman. And that's why he went to prison. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was just one of those cool throwaway lines where it's like, dude, that's intense that he literally almost assassinated Superman <laughs> <laughs> with a cool kryptonite bullet. And that's all the little bit that I needed to be like, okay, cool. I'm in the DC universe. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, this guy's, I just needed to know that to know that this guy is a badass that deserves to be, you know, the leader of the team or whatever. And then they go off and do their mission. And it's, and it's, you know, Harley Quinn's there. But like, 
and she's doing her own thing in her movies, which is awesome. But there's all this kind of like through line stuff that I, I just need those little tastes sometimes. And then it goes off and does its own thing. And then now we're getting a Peacemaker show, which is super mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So there's a character that everybody loved from the Suicide Squad. And they were like, well, what if we just go and like visited with him for a while? Right. And now you get like a, and, and that may connect to some stuff, but like if it didn't, you still get a cool show out of it. Right. So huh? I think DC is like starting to understand how to navigate all this. And I think in the next five to 10 years, yeah, I think you're going to see more of a, an acceptance of the DC world. Cause I just feel like it's always been unfairly. I, I'm not like the biggest fan, but I feel like so many people just like shit all over DC, just like by default, the same way yeah. they instantly say any Marvel movie is like the, you know, the most insane thing they've ever seen. So I'm hoping it like evens out a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, and just to get a, a random point out there that, uh, so I don't forget, but Matt Reeves, who's doing the new uh, Batman, was also like a cinematographer for Rogue One. And I think the, oh, one of the hey. scenes that he shot was the Vader scene. Oh. So, mm. with that said, I saw a side by side comparison of the Vader scene and a Batman scene in the trailer. Where all the yeah. lights are out and all you see is flashes with guns. Yeah. It's side yeah. by side and it's like, holy shit. There's yes. a number of comparisons there. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Um, I don't know if this is the Batman theme now, but whatever music was playing at the end of the second Batman trailer was giving me serious Imperial March vibes. It was mm-hmm. really close to the Imperial March. And well, like, you know, that's our hero's theme. Like, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know point. who the... Um, you know who the uh, composer is for the new Batman score? It's Michael Giacchino. Okay, or, nice. And he did Rogue I, One. I just boot, butcher that name. Uh oh. Oh no, Steven. He's one of my favorites. He's crossing the so, multiverse right now. He did. Now. Okay, you're back. <laughs> Galactus is taking over. Yeah. Where was I? You were, you were crossing. Yeah. Which Loki were you that time? <laughs> All right. Welcome back. <laughs> you wouldn't believe where I just was. <laughs> Um, Go ahead. <laughs> but I, I love uh, I love his stuff. And he did, um, Giacchino did the Rogue One score. Right. Yeah. So he got, remember, well, you guys, I'm sure you know this. There not there that like, there's that random score out there from the original cut of Rogue One, isn't there? And then like he came in and did his own. Did you know oh, that? I, no. Mm-mm. No. Okay. So I think this could be the case. I think <laughs> we, that we are fake fans, Steve. So please True. mind us. So I thought that I thought that there was like for because like you know how there were so many like reshoots and all that shit for Rogue One. I thought that there was an original like uh, score for Rogue One, and then they just scrapped it, and Giacchino came in and did his own. That's what I thought. But he's I'll the have best. to look that up. He's the best, and he's done some of my like he's my he's my favorite current like modern film composer. So okay. the fact that he's doing Batman is like very nice because he did like he did uh, a couple Mission Impossible scores. He did uh, the Star Trek scores. He did like that new Star Trek theme for the mm-hmm. new movie. He did like some great Pixar stuff. He's just a beast. So and he's, he's done a number of Marvel and Pixar movies as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's done the new Spider-Man movies, too. So. Yep. Yeah, he's an animal, um, and I think like him doing Batman is just gonna kick ass. Well, it's the same with uh, Danny Elfman 
had his own score for Justice League, and then there was like a completely other random score for the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I like the Snyder Cut much better. Yeah, we could talk about that yes. briefly as well. Like, what do you think about the Snyder Cut in general? Dude, I haven't finished it yet. This probably tells you. <laughs> Which probably tells to, you. All right, we're going to stop this. We're going to do a live commentary to the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Four hours. We'll hold catch on you guys to your, at 12 hold on to your butts. <laughs> uh, just to uh, throw this out there, uh, the new Batman supposed to take place in year two of Bruce Wayne being Batman. There you so go. He okay. is so truly early. a yeah. very young Batman. He's green. I dig it. That's the same with uh, the long Halloween. He's super. That's a really good storyline, too. And that's like one of the best, like uh, Two-Face origin stories. Hey, guess what's in the background of the trailer? Oh, my God. What? Written on one of the windows in the subway. It says Halloween. Oh, get out. Oh, my God. What if they're doing the long Halloween just with the Riddler and like maybe Harvey Dent's involved or it's leading up to. Yeah, or yeah. it's their version of the Long Halloween because the Long Halloween is one of the best stories of Batman being a detective. That's like one of the best storylines that show because he's tracking a serial killer mm-hmm. and it ends up. I mean, I won't spoil it for anybody who has, like hasn't read it, but like it's great and whoops, yep, and uh, it, it's a great. Um, Do you talk about the, Zo- the Zodiac Killer? Wasn't that? Uh, wasn't one of Batman's villains a serial mm. killer and he took he kind of maybe go ahead go ahead sorry uh well all I know maybe the calendar man I don't know um who literally that is a villain of his <laughs> but, I remember that from Arkham I was like what am I playing right now <laughs> yeah they actually um he uh, shows up in the long Halloween so I would love it if there was a weird calendar man scene in the Batman but I wonder if uh, they actually did like somewhat adapt it then. Yeah. Knowing, knowing that now. So here, I just found a, a thing <clears> on Screen Rant. The Batman's version of Riddler is Gotham City's Zodiac Killer. Mm. And they have, so the actual Zodiac Killer in real life wore a mask, but he wore his glasses on the outside. So you mm-hmm. really, it just looked goofy. In the very beginning scene of the first trailer, you have that guy that's ripping up, that's pulling that uh, tape. Yeah. You hear the, the tape? Yeah. That guy's wearing a full mask with glasses on the outside. Yep. So this might be walking down that path. Of, oh, and that then could in, be, this, yeah. in the new trailer, you have the shot of a dead body. I think it's a dead body. wrapped. His head is wrapped in duct tape. And it says, no more lies written on his face. Yeah. This could be, like, like Steve said, it could be kind of a, an alternate version of that. That's fun, man. I, Dude, more detective work. I'm fine with it. Well, that's the thing, too, about Batman is like that would be a way to... N- defeat quote unquote or neutralize Batman is like that would really mess with him to be like like what are you going to do about me just killing like random people like you know it's one thing for Batman to like go head to head with the Joker and like you know beat his ass on a rooftop or something but it's another thing that there's like a killer on the loose and like all the money and tech in the world Batman can't yeah stop him yep. so that's, yep. that's a compelling storyline to me so yeah if and again the talent behind all of this is like so good that I don't know how it's not going to kick ass. Exactly, yeah, dude. Colin Farrell being the Joker or being uh, Penguin, yeah, dude, and looks like looks amazing, <laughs> unrecognizable. Yeah. yeah, I forgot it was him for a while. Yeah, no, I I did too, which is great. Yeah, I remember being excited when he was announced, and then I, you know, that was what two years ago, and I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Who's playing the Penguin? Oh my god!" 
Yeah. Who um, is uh, Andy Circus in this? My dog. Is, is he Alfred? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dude, Andy Circus is Alfred. I'm fucking excited, dude. That's, You're right. That's yeah. so sweet. I that hope he's fun. still jacked like uh, Ulysses Claw. Like that. Yeah, that has me hyped, man. See, I wish that he would, because Andy Circus was Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies. That yeah. Uh, I was hoping that he would have an ape butler, and he would just be Andy Circus as an ape, and it would be Bruce Wayne's <laughs> butler <laughs> doing like Caesar. <laughs> Is like chimp ape. <laughs> the hilarious if Andy, if Andy Circus mocapped acted him as himself in the same role. Like he he's on the mocap suit, but he's like, you're just gonna put <laughs> Andy Circus over top of this in, in post, right? Like in post. <laughs> he's like, I don't know how else to do this. <laughs> this is this is all I can do now. Um oh my god. So we have the penguin, we have the Riddler, we have Catwoman. Um, do you think there's any risk of this suffering the the Spider-Man syndrome and having too many villains in the same movie? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Throw the Joker in, please. No. Yes. Let's put Lizard in, not Lizard. Clayface. Uh, thank you. One Clayface See, around. The thank thing you. is, the thing is about Batman is they all fuck with Batman in a different way. And they can all play a different role. Obviously, they play a different role, but in the grand scheme of things. So I feel like Penguin and Riddler could easily exist in the same movie, and they could have different motives, and then even cross paths and be like, yeah, fuck Batman. Well, also, that's the thing is like, because Catwoman, you know, yeah, she's quote unquote a villain, but she plays a complete, she has a completely different relationship to Batman yeah. than like the Penguin. And the thing about the Penguin is that like half the time he's like on the straight and narrow. Like half the time, the penguin's like, no, I don't do crime anymore. And he's just like running around being a businessman. So I think, I mean, in this one, he seems like a villain, but he would be like integral to the plot in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like he knows the underworld. And I would assume yeah. that he'll have some role to play in this beyond, you know, he won't have the same motives as like the Riddler. So I'm down. No, I'm, think... I'm, I'm I'm picturing him as like the crime syndicate pulling the strings, doing the dirty deeds in the in the undercity, and then yeah, and then the Riddler's the actual psychopath murderer that's kind of dancing along the the storyline that doesn't you know he's he's the overall villain, but you you still have this issue with Penguin that you're like mm -hmm. oh, fuck, you can't you can't do yeah Penguin is what Gotham's become, like everybody is is just paid off you know cops and shit and then and then the uh, riddler is just kind of uh what batman's become a psychopath <laughs> pretty much, i mean yeah yeah and you got that like, woman's dano. trying to bring them together yeah you got paul dano as the riddler you got jeffrey wright i think is uh gordon it's like yeah no man just like and it looks beautiful the whole movie just looks yeah fantastic dark. so it looks dark yeah, everything's rainy dark and red Dark and red and rainy. Yeah. yeah. I, I am curious as to why nobody seems to be able to shoot Batman in like the exposed part of his face, but whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. let that go. I, that's the one thing. I think that's the one thing from the trailer that I'm just like, that was a very blatant demonstration of like Batman is bulletproof. It's like, well, he's always had, and he's always had like a Kevlar suit. Like it's never just been like, oh, I'm wearing, you know, cloth. Like Batman's always worn Kevlar to make himself like his, I think his cape is even just like Kevlar. That's why he like has it. And so, yeah. you know, I think it's not inconceivable and I, I, I like it because it makes sense. But like, 
because that's how you instill fear in criminals is like holy shit we just like unloaded a round into this guy and he like yeah like he's still standing yeah but I mean, I mean, even to Michael Keaton, the first thing we see on the rooftop is those guys shoot him and then he rises back up and you're like, oh, this guy's, you can't murder the devil exactly. for real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. I like it a lot. But yeah. And it's, it is like, I totally buy that the richest man in the world was like, yeah, I got like space level. Yeah. Like Kevlar. Yeah. Like Galactus I could go, level, I could go yeah. jump through the atmosphere right now yeah. and like survive. <laughs> so. Each shoe is $1 million. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah right. Which makes the scene in Batman Returns where he has like a whole wardrobe of suits. Like Jesus, man. He just mm-hmm. opens oh, yeah. that cave and there's like 50 Batman suits on hangers. Like, Oh, I know. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Out of control. I'm, I'm very pumped. I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm so ready for like just everything coming out, man. It's been a long, yeah. I mean, it, you know, everything got pushed back. Yeah, a lot of stuff got pushed back with like COVID and everything. And I'm just excited that stuff's starting to like start to come back out the theaters and like nobody's moving anything anymore because yep, like Halloween just did like 50 million dollars over the weekend, and that one was still released uh, on Peacock too. And so that one did 50 million. Um, it was like the f- last two weeks ago was like the first time, like over a hundred million dollars was made in the weekend at the box office since like COVID started. So That's it's good. like starting to, so like you, yep. you've got like Ghostbusters coming out next month. You've got Spider-Man, the Eternals, you've got yep. like, it's just going to start to be scream. The new scream comes out in January. It's just Bond be, just came out. Mm, mm, yep. Yeah. I'm yep. excited. So I'm, I'm glad stuff's starting to fun. It's like feeling more normal. Same. So to take a random tangent, when I say because you're a, a, a scary horror movie buff, compared to us, baby. when I say the word Halloween, what is the first movie that comes to mind? Aliens. Mine's like, what is it? Aliens. Really? Weirdly. Because I know that's like sci-fi. I know it's like action sci-fi, but there is no movie that I will watch every year other than there. There are two that I would watch every year. It would be Aliens and The Thing. Those are the only two where, like, every year, those you are on the list. Them. I gotta yeah. watch them. At yeah. some point, I have to watch them. I think those, those that's what's Halloween's for me. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, baby. How about you, Mopar? What's, what's your Halloween uh, yeah. first thought? You're going to throw that at me. I'm going to throw that shit back uh, at you. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> hey. Hey man, I, I'm I not even. Mean. I'm not even joking. When you say Halloween to me, the first thing my mind goes to is Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I do love if, Hocus. I love Hocus Pocus. But it's, it's cool. actually a surprisingly long movie, and it's great. Um, but I if, if, if I if I was to like wrap my head around like a, a horror film, I don't know. That's hard for me to be honest. You know, are you not a horror guy? I actually love horror. I just don't spend enough time like watching it that sounds weird because honestly it's it's gotten hard nowadays trying to keep up with nerd culture that horror kind of gets the shaft nowadays but uh yeah i mean i guess the, Hall- the halloween movies themselves is what pops into my head michael myers i guess mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's a good that's answer the mask the mask that he wears is maybe the one of the is the second thing outside of bet midler um <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she that is funny a, a, a plain white rubber mask that just looks like a dude. That was a William the Shatner mask thing in the I original. Remember, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing trivia about that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean that just goes to show you, man. It's like you just never know what it's will not take off. about all the effects. 
Yeah, there, and that's the thing about like the state of movies today is there's not as much room for making characters and movies that are like that, where it's like something brand new we've never seen before. Like I was like, sure, I'm pumped about Ghostbusters, but it is still Ghostbusters, and I've got yeah. like 35, 37 years of history behind it. Right. Like that's why I like John Wick so much because that's a series where like it was something that just like came out of nowhere. Yeah, and and they're like world building as they go along, and I'm like, mm -hmm. ooh, let me let me see that, let me get into that. Yeah, and that's like rare these days. You don't get that a lot, and that was a total surprise. Where like, like you think back to like the '80s and '90s with some of these franchises, where like in like a three year period, you were exposed to like Aliens, The Terminator, and uh, you got uh, Ghostbusters, you got The Thing, you got. Like all all this insane shit, just like all the Indiana Jones movies. You got the Star Wars movies every year, every couple of years. It's like it's insane to think that that was like what was going on in the '80s and and then like into the '90s. Whereas now it's like we're talking about like I don't even know anymore, like the twenty something Marvel movie and like ten billion DC movies. And like, don't get me wrong, I love it. Like, if you had told like six year old me that like someday I'd get to watch like every superhero I ever loved in like good movies. Nine different Spider-Man <laughs> movies. Yeah, like 28 different Batmans. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I would be like, my mind would explode, but. Oh yeah. Just to be I, like, name name an actor. Yep. He's a Batman. He plays yeah. Batman sometimes. <laughs> he did play somewhere. Batman at some point. Yep. You can name any actor now and within like one degree of separation, find somebody who was like in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's getting to the point where like, I'm blown away that some of these people aren't like it's gonna be like Leonardo DiCaprio is gonna be the only person left that hasn't been, <laughs> and then he'll be like the the ultimate know. villain in the next. He'll play. Uh, major he'll play phase. Galactus. He'll play yeah. Galactus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that it's funny that you mentioned that. I was like shocked when um, who plays who plays the original Ant Man, Hank Pym. Oh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. I was shocked when he was cast in a Marvel movie, and yeah, then true. they cast yes. as his wife Michelle Pfeiffer, and I was like, Ma Michelle Pfeiffer's in a motherfucking Marvel movie right now. Oh, dude, yeah, you get ridiculous. I know, and like Kurt Russell was yeah. in yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy two, and yeah. so they're starting to like yeah, and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's starting to get you're getting the old uh, the old guard. It's crazy, in there. dude. It's crazy. I know. Um, you gotta get that Marvel money, dude. Totally. Are you kidding me? I'm here like, for it. I would say yes to anything that Marvel asked me to do. At this point, yes. They've got a pretty solid track record, I would say. Just a couple billion, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, you get endless, you know, royalty. Well, I don't know how good the royalties are, but like your contract, like if you sign on for like a three to, you know, five movie deal or something like that, you, you could pretty much do whatever the hell you want after that. Right. Although yeah, I did see... Pretty much set. Yeah, I did see though that there's a big thing going on with Disney and Marvel because this may come as no surprise to you, but Disney is like totally screwing over the like original writers and artists for like the comics. So mm. like basically, uh -huh. basically, I think, I mean, they've severely underpaid to for like the not the rights because they own it, but like basically like compensating the people who wrote the original stories. It's like mm. it. I'm seeing it out there on like comics Twitter because they're adapting all their like movie storylines from like original yeah. comic well, runs. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, somebody wrote the script for the movie, but like where do you think like all these ideas came from for yeah, all yeah. these like movies? Yeah, it's almost always source material, and yeah. they're I think like people are getting really pissed because like they're like oh yeah, you're invited to the movie premiere, 
but it's like we're not we gonna do anything else for you. A hundred billion off of your movie. Right. But. We just made a shit ton of money. We I mean yeah. billions of dollars off of your work, and you're not getting jack shit for it. So you get paid once in the eighties, twenty grand to write yeah. this shit. And like your story has survived like thirty years and people love it, but like yep, sorry. You know, I'm sure they, you know, get by by saying like, oh, well, we adapted it enough to be like its own thing. But like also they own it all. So they don't have to do anything. Right. True. But it is super shitty. I mean, it's pretty bad. I wonder <laughs> so. if I want. Well, I'm I'm going to be cynical for half a second, but I wonder every time somebody readapts a Shakespeare storyline to a modern day version, if they have to pay tribute to Shakespeare's estate. Dude, does he have an estate? I don't. Think I'm, so. I'm, I'm just saying it's the same kind well, of thing. I know he's like yeah. about 500 years removed, but as you get <laughs> further get along, only 500 years, you know, in the course of history, that's not that much. But as you get further along, it's like you know, stories tend to repeat themselves. Like there's there's always the hero's journey. There's always you know, the villain's uprising and you know why he's so disgruntled and he turns to evil. So the stories are all kind of kind of related with all kind of different nuance to like set them apart. You know? Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'm sure that's like part of where they go with it, yeah. where, where they're thinking. And it, and it would be Disney like cannibalizing itself because they bought everything. So yeah. it's not like they don't. Yeah, exactly. It. You know, but they, like, like, do you do you make Black Panther and like pay royalties to Lion King for the same story? Mm. Or where did the Lion King come from? Because that's obviously kind of well. That's D- Disney's been accused of that. Of some earlier story, you know what I mean? Well, Disney's been accused of that forever. Like all yeah. those like '80s and '90s cartoons, and even before they were. Yeah. People like nowadays will be like, "Well, look at this, this, and this. This is very clearly stuff yeah. they just stole from." But they made it its own thing. Whereas this is a little bit different, I would say, because like it's a direct. It's like we took this right. source, and you know, and this guy's old, this guy's still living. So I don't know. It's it's a gray area. All I know is that like if Marvel and Disney are going to make like a billion dollars a movie, yeah. it seems it seems like it would be right to be like here's a million dollars for your right. They can spend. You know like what I mean? Point oh five percent. At the end of the day, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they have that much left. I mean, Michael Keaton comes at a, a high dollar true. nowadays, so. Yeah, with the amount of goddamn actors that they're hiring for new Marvel roles, like Jesus, dude, those budgets for those movies are like gonna, cr- they're gonna, it's gonna hit like three fifty, four hundred million at some point, and it won't even be a problem. I thought Star Wars was a lot, <sighs> unreal. I and mean, they have three Marvel movies a year, and they're all running like two hundred fifty million dollars. That's so yeah. insane. They're all gear, and they're the all guaranteed. Are blowing my mind. Like, well, that's, that's the thing is like it's like an investment where you say like if I was if you're going to put in two hundred and fifty million dollars and you're guaranteed to make like three times that, yeah, yeah, you do it every time, and no, you just and you just so keep much churning money. out that formula, dude. It's ridiculous, dude. It's I mean it's insane. Like I don't know if like someday like twenty years from now when we're doing this episode, another episode, the three of us. <laughs> we're, we're, hopefully, we do more in between then. But like in twenty years when we do another. We will look back and be like, it's unbelievable what like Marvel did yeah. in its time. Oh, yeah. I think so. I really do. The I'm, amount I'm of very great optimistic content, about Marvel. The, the, the amount of great content that they were able to pump, pump out over the past decade is ridiculous. It, it's really, I've never, I don't think anyone could ever say that anything came, came close to that. Like yep. the amount of content yep. at the yeah. quality that it was released is untouchable. And I think it's smart of them to take a little pause 
And like, we're going to make a whole series about Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they're not the most popular characters ever. But like, we're not going to top Thanos right now. You know what I mean? Like that that's a 10-year buildup. Mm-hmm. No one's no one's expecting them to beat Endgame the next year. So I think it's smart of them to just, you know, take some not not some time off, but kind of lower the expectations a little bit. Um, experiment, do some WandaVision, do some Falcon Winter Soldier. And you know, we're gonna take another decade to build this thing back up into I don't know if it's Kang the Conqueror or some other nonsense. Dude, I mean you're gonna get in ten years in, in ten years' time, you're gonna get a movie that'll feature <laughs> The X Men and the and the uh, the Fantastic Four and what's yep. left of the Avengers together. Yep. Like, there's your next big thing. There we go. Because they bought. That's why they bought Fox. Was that so they could literally just go and like pilfer all of those characters? Yep. And like, I don't know if people are like that's like you still have like some huge. I know we've been talking about like them dipping into the D listers, but like, <laughs> dude, they still have. MCU versions of Fantastic Four and, and X Men, like sign me the hell up. Yeah. Dude, yes. Let's go. And then they yeah. play to, and then they like play they play together. And then they uh are gonna be in movies together. Like you could do dude. you could do a, um an Avengers versus X Men thing. Like it just goes I don't know. It dude, just, I've been waiting yeah. for a MCU Doctor Doom. He's coming. Get ready. Yep. Better. When's Fantastic Four? Twenty three? I thought I don't. I actually don't know if it's even on the schedule anymore. I don't think Is so. Because they, I thought when they off. did that big giant um, Marvel announcement last year or earlier this year, I thought it was like twenty three. I could be wrong. No, you might be right. All I know is that they moved some stuff back. Like this today, they moved like four productions back, and uh, they moved two. Th- they took two things off the calendar altogether. I don't know if those were on there, but like, yeah. I know the Fantastic Four is coming. I could, I would bet like 23, 24 yeah. would be. It's brewing. X-Men, yeah, oh yeah. they haven't said anything about yet. They're keeping that pretty uh, secretive. Well, yeah, because it's going to be like, I mean, luckily the multiverse like opens them up to like being to, uh, able to explain away like anything. <laughs> because like, because it'll be like, well, how in the hell did like the Fantastic Four and fucking mutants, what were they doing during like Thanos? Yeah. So... The same way they're going to have to try and explain it with the Eternals, where they're like, well, we were told not to do anything with Thanos. And I was like, okay, great. So you just let all half the universe die? But uh, you could have stopped him immediately? Okay. So they'll. I, my guess would be that like at some point it'll be like, oh, there was a, a rip in the multiverse and in came the mutants, you know? Doctor, motherfucker. The more we explain it, the sillier it sounds. I mean, I hope MCU does it better. <laughs> like, I really like the end of Loki, but the more, if I think about it too hard, I'm just like, oh man, what? No. It could get silly. Like, yeah. <laughs> it could get really, it could come off as super dumb and they could use it to explain away some shit. Yeah. And I'm sure that they will, but I mean, whatever, man. If it means that I get, if it means that I get the X Men and the Fantastic Four in the MCU, worth that's, it. Like, done. I'm good. Because, you know, I have a very strong feeling. I don't think, I don't think uh, Robert Downey Jr. is ever coming back. Yeah. But I do think Steve Rogers will at some point. Interesting. they They were talking, I thought there was a talk ish about them possibly doing a series with him where he is living his life. Yeah. 
bone like in his cavalcade. It's, just a, when it's a, just a romantic comedy. Dude, you know what I would love? The <laughs> series awesome, that I would though. The series that I would love, I'll tell you this. So you know how he goes back in time at the end of Endgame and stays there with uh Peggy? If yeah. he the series I would want is that he gets called back into service during Vietnam and he goes over to Vietnam and like like has to like navigate like the po- the politics of all that mm-hmm. and like still trying to like serve and all that. And like I think there would just be so many cool because yeah. that's the thing. Like that's what you can do now. Like That'd you be could really be good. like, what if we told a 60s story with Dude. Captain America? Because yeah. like when you go back and read the, the old Captain Americas, that's what he was doing. He was hanging out in Vietnam. Like, yeah, yeah he beats up the Nazis, Just but then like he him. goes to Vietnam for a while in the 60s. So like yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be cool. Yep. 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 You could that's get some awesome. yeah, some Hydra and some shield shit going on. Tony Stark's dad is still there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it could get, a lot it of could get material. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So there's some good there's gonna be way more good that comes from Yeah. You know all this. It's just, you, and you know they're gonna mine it all. So oh yeah, they're gonna like no stone left unturned. They're gonna be like, uh, Chris Evans, here's like thirty million dollars. Can you come back and do oh, this? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they have like a hundred people on Disney payroll that their only job is reading old comics and coming up with story pitches. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that job? That'd be a great job. May I, may I have that, please? We have actually a running. Maybe this will be our way to transition into Star Wars, since this is a you know half Star Wars podcast. But we have a running joke where our fan theories on this show are just like you know Disney, just hire us because we could just write Star Wars for you. Dude, and everyone we've written it, every plot twist in the past five years of Star Wars. <laughs> it's all come from this show, and yeah. it's all come from uh, our theories. So, have you guys actually predicted? Yes, a lot. As yeah. a, pro- a surprising amount, yeah. yeah. What's the one? What's the one where you were like, "Holy shit, I can't believe we got that." Um, I mean, it's a loose theory, but I'd probably say our Darth Bane um, theory. So, what we, what basically, the story behind Darth Bane is, we don't know if he dies. He's he. There's a Sith uh, ritual called essence transfer. So, Alan is dying. Well, as he's dying, he basically there's there's a thought that he might have transferred himself into his Padawan. Mm-hmm. So my theory was, what if it's just been Darth Bane this whole time, and it's just been essence transferring all the way to Palpatine? And then in Episode Nine, we hear Palpatine, the clone of Palpatine, say, "I am all the Sith," mm. and it's yes. like, oh. From a certain point of view, you're basically saying, "I am Darth Bane from the beginning of yeah," because Darth Bane they created took that the concept. Darth yeah. Bane created the rule of two, one master and one apprentice. He was the first one to initiate that. He killed off all the other Sith, became the strongest, and then he he had an apprentice. So okay. it's been kind of a revolving door of deaths and of apprentices. And it's like, oh shit. And in episode nine, right after the, at the end, yeah, I am all the Sith. And you're like, wait a fucking second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You look into I, that a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you got it's the concept of it, even if they're not like explicitly being like Darth Bane started it. Yeah, it's still like this is how it this is how I'm so powerful. Yeah. And that's the weird thing that we always kind of wonder with uh, filmmaking is like, you know, JJ's at the helm for nine. And I'm sure with it being the culmination of all of like the main Star Wars saga movies, he's trying his best to incorporate as much as he can. But it's not like JJ watched the prequels and read the expanded universe books on repeat. Like he doesn't know the source material like to the heart. You know what I mean? So I feel like he's kind of doing his best to grab things that are important or grab things that he think can wrap the story up, but he doesn't know it as well as like 
fans do. So it's a little weird. And that's like a sly way, though, to like make a nod to it. Like I thought, yeah, I thought Ryan Johnson did a good job bringing in the prequels in The Last Jedi when like Luke is talking about just the fact that Luke acknowledges the actions of like the Jedi Council. It's like, yeah. holy shit. Like, Luke Skywalker saying Darth Sidious is one of the greatest moments of my entire lifetime. <laughs> it's uh, that the birth of your kid yeah. getting married. Yeah, it's, yes. uh, it's like, yeah, so. on any given day, it's, you know, in there. Uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I, I love that part. I, I thought that was like a really cool, just that whole scene where he's talking to Ray in like the like temple area or whatever. And he's talking, yeah, just like that whole sequence is just like, holy shit, like somebody's like actually paying attention. Being yeah. self-aware. Yeah, and exactly. which no, yeah, Which no Jedi has ever done. Not a single fo- one of those fuckers was self-aware. They were no. just doing as they thought. And then, yeah, just not even like worrying about their, yeah. And then Luke was like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> we're terrible. We're- <laughs> and then like, and then he was like, I also fucked up majorly. I almost yeah. like murdered my nephew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. For me, the series ends at eight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's dive in there. So, you know, well, we can do we, that. We've, we've been friends for a long time. Anybody that's on the show or listening to the show that doesn't know that. We've all been hanging out since we were. I think you guys actually knew each other before I did. Yeah, at elementary at school. Yeah, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I came into the mix around sixth grade. But we've all been hanging out and making horrible movies and watching Star Wars and Jackass together for a long time. But and CKY, you know, and CKY. Yeah, most importantly, CKY. <laughs> um, but you know, the prequels is our era. You know, mm-hmm. Phantom Menace came out when we were eleven. We saw that, and that was kind of you know our our obsession entry into Star Wars. So, how do you feel like going from original trilogy to prequels to sequels, um, Steve? Like, what what's your vibe of the Disney era and the sequels era? Uh, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it's incredible that we get as much quality Star Wars content as we do now. Like, I st- I still even for like some of the stuff where I'm like I don't like that. I'm not a huge fan. I'm still like I can appreciate that it was like holy shit like we're getting better Star Wars content than we probably ever could have dreamed of. Mm-hmm. You know, I am not a huge fan of episodes two and three. I love the Phantom Menace. Like I will go to the I will go to the bat for that one every day of the week. I think that movie kicks some supreme ass. And I've got a lot of issues with the other two, although there are parts of like three that I I really enjoy. But in the mid two thousands, it was like well. It's that or that, nothing. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's like, that's it. I could read some expanded universe stuff. I could read some comics. I could, like, go back and watch them again. But, like, it was never really... Like, there was nothing on the horizon. Like, I, people... Younger people are never going to understand that because, like, every studio understands, like, when you have an IP, it's a franchise. Like, and you just are going to keep it going. It will never end. So, mm-hmm. like, the concept of, like, a younger person today of, like, hey, we made a movie and that's it. <laughs> like go enjoy something else. Yeah, like that's a that'll never happen again. It's a foreign concept. It's so quite, it's so foreign that no matter what the movie is, there is a ninety percent chance that there's a sequel coming out. It could. Oh yeah, there was a Halloween Town too. 
Stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or the movie that you loved. It was actually uh, a remake of something that happened yes. 30 years earlier. You just didn't realize. Yeah. Yep. Oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. how long it took me for to understand that Ocean's Eleven was a remake of something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like that. Wait, like what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is like people get on their high horse about like some of the sequels and like franchises. But it's like even that everything, yeah. everything is almost taken yeah. from something else. Like. If you go back far enough, there's always a, an influence or a source material yeah. to whatever the hell is coming out. So I think people need to just like chill about that because at the end of the day, like 90% of the stuff coming out from Star Wars right now is good yes. to, to me, I think. There's some yeah. stuff where I'm like, to be honest, like I wouldn't say that I take or leave Mando, but I watch it and I'm like, this is pretty good. Like I, I'm not like, I don't know. I, I don't like go like... I thought the second season was like way better than the first. Uh, I thought they were finally kind of like understanding the tone and like well, how to tell the story because the, the way first, a series flows. Yes, the first <laughs> season was just like I don't know. He's doing this thing now, and it was all side missions. They yeah, were going yeah. around gathering his party, case of the week yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah, he's like, yeah. I don't know. And like the second season was a better mix of the two. So I'm like kind of whatever, but it's also like I can fully appreciate like what the hell I'm watching. I'm like, holy shit. How am I watching like a bounty hunter TV show? Right. Yeah. And like, I love that. And then, uh, you know, the movies have been like, I'm, I love solo, like, because I got to see, I got to see Chewbacca do shit. Yeah. Be, you know, be a person. Yeah. Like, fucking yep. do things and then like use his strength and stuff. Like that was cool. And like, I got like that. I still think one of the best sequences in Star Wars history is that train sequence when they're trying to rob the the train. And mm -hmm. like that's like building that universe of Star Wars where now you get these like other stories and these other like characters and you're just like getting that expanded universe and I don't know, it's going to be really exciting when like now that they're kind of like past the Skywalker cloud to just be like, let's just tell some good stories and like, we'll give like a new trilogy to this guy and to this director and let's just, and like, you're going to just get all these new things forever. And it's like, I don't know how you can't be like excited for that. So I, I love it. I, and like, I think that what Disney's doing is good. Disney's definitely doing like it's Disney stuff where it's just going to keep pumping stuff out forever. But I mean, I think the track record is pretty good. I think they've, I, I mean, I think they fucked up a bit in the new trilogy by being like, well, we'll just wing the story. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if you should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure you could have done that, but like... Let's make it up as we go. We're Disney. We'll figure it out. It's fine. Yeah. They That's literally did that. That's they literally did that. They yeah. but Beyond The Force Awakens, they were like, I don't know, man. I mean, now out of that, Ryan Johnson gave us something like incredible, but then there was such an insane... That like, that was the thing that was like the ripple in the universe. Like if we ever determine like that like the world's gonna end, we will trace it back to the last Jedi, and it'll <laughs> yep. be like the the split that it made between people. Oh my god, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I Force do. Awakens. Force Awakens. Everyone was like, "Hell yeah, dude! It. Fucking yeah. Star Wars is back! Like, yeah. let's go!" And we all love the new characters. And then like Last Jedi came out, and it was just like you were you were on either side. That's the civil war right there. Yeah. That's the new civil war. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, there is there is yeah. just like a, a divide that, that that movie created. And it's weird because I think I think it's because that movie did so many things so well 
and then so many things poorly all at the same time. I'm a huge fan of eight, but my re- most recent watch through, I was like, "Ooh, that's bad." And I right, said what's that. The, what's like, the most egregious? Seven, dude, what, what, what's like the thing? Well, there's obvious like scenes that you could point to, like Canto Bite and stuff like that. That's just like I don't, I don't no get reason. that. I don't, I don't understand know. why people don't dig that. I, I think it was a fun. It was a fun. It was a fun side mission that also uh, played into the larger theme of like, uh, you know, the uh, the actions that they were t- all taking collectively were all like for naught. That like everybody was like losing in that movie. Like there wasn't like a hero mission. Basically, everyone had to confront their failures in that movie. And sure. I thought that that was the like the best way because like you don't meet the Benicio del Toro character unless you're at Canto Bite, and then he's the one who like is like you know like hey you're all on we're all playing a side here and like you think the rebellion yeah. was so good they were also selling me arms and stuff like that so like yeah and that's a thread that like doesn't get pulled much after that but like I don't know. But that felt like that that was the thread. So they forced themselves to go to Canto Bite to play that thread out. When you could have done it in so many different ways. I felt like Canto Bite was just a cop out. Like we need we need to we need to have our um cantina scene. We need sure. to see a bunch of aliens and and put them on screen. How are we going to do this? So they just came yeah, up with that. Yeah. Um I think I'm mad, and we've we've said this m- multiple times. I'm mad they didn't kill Finn off in the right time when he mm. sacrificed himself at the end of eight, riding into the Death Star yeah. laser gun. Very curious Star to Tech. hear your thoughts on this because that was the perfect movie. thing. He he left the first order. It would have been a full circle. He would have saved the guys that he was with now by mm-hmm. destroying his old people. Mm-hmm. But I don't that know. Would have been. Well, that would have been tough because then it undercuts the sacrifice that Luke Skywalker makes. So they like, could have still played out Luke. It, to the fact that the gun is gone just buys him time. Luke also yeah. does it, but in a different way because he buys him time from Kylo himself. Yeah, he still got Kylo and the you know twelve Walkers there to deal with. I mean, my issue with Finn is that they just yeah, like they don't they they had no clue what to do with him. I think yeah. it's complete bullshit that he's force sensitive. It's like the dumbest fucking thing in the world to me <laughs> that he's force sensitive. I fucking hate it. Like, I just think they, I think in the nine, in nine, they just completely screwed up everything we've come to understand about the Star Wars universe. And it's like a lot to make you just be like, well, it's this now. And it's like, well, wait, like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, it, I don't know. I just think it's, so, it's like such a like shoehorned in concept like his story is that he's a former stormtrooper so like he has he already has his motivation and it's like how did you lose that like how did you like lose sight of that and i think that's what that's why i was upset that he well one that they didn't sacrifice himself that they didn't sacrifice him because that was the full story he was a he was a former stormtrooper and he hated the first order and he wanted to get away from him but he couldn't because he joined up the resistance Right. So now what's what's the second best thing? Well, let's let's kill a bunch of stormtroopers. And then he wanted to fight against him, but he didn't really know like 
Well, you would say like maybe his first emotion was like, I'm angry, so I'm going to retaliate in this way. But as he goes through his missions with Rose, he kind of understands what the resistance is fighting for. And then he has a bit more of a purpose in going against the first order rather than just like anger and revenge. So sacrificing himself to get the resistance to safety would have made more sense. Yeah, I would have I would have I would have been down with that in nine if he had like sacrificed himself in nine, because I would have wanted him to like come full circle in like the third movie. I'm conflicted on Yeah. Ray would have seen it like more clearly, you know, in whatever she to help her like growth in the story and like Poe, you know, would have been affected by it. So I'm not I'm not opposed to that idea. I just think it would have made sense because like eight was like the luke skywalker story sure yeah, sure complete you know sure so it's like yeah. give give that to, give it like that to finn in, in nine i would have been okay i'm, with I'm that. conflicted with like wanting finn to do that but also realizing that the second movie is not the place for him to do that it was just the fact that they set it up so well and he was barreling towards a death star gun yeah and, and his ship was falling apart you know and then fucking Corella <laughs> deville comes in from the side and like knocks him out of the out of the blast that that's they, know, right I'm, I'm that's that's the it. issue not that they didn't do it but that they set it up and then just took it away from us right that's exactly yeah you're right you're right now i mean the the movie has so many good things too because kylo is a shining bright star in that movie he's fucking perfect in, in all this, three every, well true true but we get to see the elevator scene where he fucking takes off his mask and is fucking livid and punches the shit. And you're like, dude, there's some yeah. raw emotion there. Yeah. And then obviously he overcomes mm-hmm. Snoke. So it's like, okay, he's he's number one now. So there's a lot of good stuff about it. But there's other stuff like plot stuff like, oh, we can't get to the good guys because but they're running out of gas. So we'll just slowly cruise. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll slowly cruise behind them. You're like, dude, that's just, just burp. Like, you just like said it was that funny. Yeah, couldn't you just like? There's no way you could just like it's well. That's like so. That stuff is always really prevalent in Star Trek. Like they explain away everything in Star Trek, where it's like use the proton torpedoes on that ship, and it's like, oh wait, we can't because they have their alpha shields up, and it's like, wait, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> like it's always like there's something that can explain because it's all yeah. space jargon. Yeah, sure. Where it's just right. like, oh no, you can't do that. So it's like, whatever. But <laughs> even like, the fine. fact, like, it, it, the space jargon's fine, but the fact that the whole premise of the movie was slowly floating through space, uh, that was, <sighs> that's exactly what they were doing. I'm glad you brought up space Not jargon, opposed. though, Steve, because I wonder if the core, so <laughs> from the storyteller's point of view, the core message there is that the resistance is close to danger, but they don't have enough energy to get away. And they have to confront their own shit and figure it out. You know, Poe's a great pilot, but he's a bad leader, and he's got to figure that out. Leia's got to punish him, but he's also she's also got to um, lead the resistance. And then Holdo's got to take over, and they have to deal with all that stuff. So, like from a story point of view, that's really what the focus should be on. But as Star Wars fans, we're obsessed with the minutia, and we can't really get past the point that like oh, this ship is just low on fuel and floating through space. But they also don't play it out well. I mean, you're on a ship, like you said, everybody's in danger, but you don't have enough energy or whatever batteries, AA batteries to get get the fuck away. Shouldn't there be some sense of they followed us through uh, hyperspace? There's got to be a rat on board. Someone's telling these people, because it's brand new technology that the First Order has. That's how they follow them. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like someone on board has to be a rat, but that's never played out. And it's maybe suggested in the smallest way, but that whole thing, I, I know the whole Poe mutiny thing kind of happens, but it's that not. That doesn't work. I, I'm not into that so much. There are things about it that I, I agree with you. There are things that don't play out super well. Um, not only do they play out well, well they're shitty. <laughs> not only terrible. was it did not play out well, the movie fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. No. no. Uh, Go ahead. No, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I don't think that movie's above criticism for sure, uh, because there's also like the the thing that always drives me nuts too about the the new trilogy is that it does an even worse job than the original trying to give me like the like the organizational structure of like the first order in the rebellion. Like it's like okay, we got to rehash this fucking shit again. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but at the very least, you could it like explain it better to me how right. like the first order even became the first order, yeah. and you right. let that happen, and then like, and then the rebellion by like the last Jedi is like down to one goddamn ship. Like, dude, yeah. how is this possible? What well, do you see, I think I think that's kind of what I meant. Is like they want to tell the story, and the fact that the ship is low on fuel, or whatever, is just a reason for them to have to confront these issues. But they don't go out of their way to explain how the scenario was set up in the first Nothing's place. Nothing's explained, and it Nothing's makes explained. us angry. It's like the same thing in Force Awakens: the Resistance, the New Republic, the First Order are all different things, and everyone's thinking of the Empire. And we have Tie mm-hmm. Fighters and X Wings and Stormtroopers and Rebel Fighters, but no one knows what's going on. And I feel like <laughs> they're trying to put the the focus on the story. But we're all focused on the scenario, and we don't know like why we're in this in the first place. Well, we're all like, focused on the I characters. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. all focused on the characters and the character development, which isn't there. Yeah, uh, outside of Kylo, I I mean, Be- I hate to say it, and Ray. but I don't get it with Ray, and I think they fucked it up with their whole fa- uh, heritage. But yeah, uh, I just it's, I'll, it I'll sucks. defend Ray with the I, exception of the parentage thing. Well, the th- the thing is, she was on a nice mm. trajectory, and then they kind of fucked it up in eight with her with her the, the kind of question mark around her parentage, and then they completely shot it dead by just throwing the name Palpatine yeah, but, to her. Yeah. But they in eight in eight they did the best thing possible it, where Kylo Ren is like you're a nobody, and if they had uh, stuck with that, if they had stuck with that, I think that would have been a better story because then you're like, oh wait, somebody who's not part of this like. Skywalker Palpatine bullshit yeah. like somebody else has like the because that's the whole story of the end when like that little boy at the end is like looking up to the stars and he's like he's like oh I can be part of this too it's like she's the one who helps spark the rebellion like the true rebellion and new era in the galaxy so like her her and Kylo Ren up till nine I thought I'm in I'm on board Agreed-o. Yeah, yes. I, th- I think the other thing that I throughout the whole, all the sequels was they never answered anything and I mean this in character development in abilities in plots like th- instead of answering a question and just going with it they just threw up another question like you're nobody okay yeah. well okay that's fine and then you're a Palpatine and you're like wait a second I thought she was nobody but then they they, they I mean you go you can go down any path Finn, he's force sensitive, kinda. Is he though? But he might be. Yeah, he has he a feeling. Something, but it's all—it's all hazy. There's a question mark, and then you That's... look at like like I don't know the entire fucking everything. 
Palpatine's back. How? I don't know. Well, we, well, might, get, a, we might get to it the in the Mando. Line. Yeah, that's the famous line when when uh, Poe runs to the group and he's like, I don't know, but somehow Palpatine returned. And yeah, it's like, it's like what? <laughs> The fuck do you mean? Dude, there's like three lines, and I think one of them is Poe, and one of them is fucking Mary from Lord of the Rings. Mary explains the whole plot. When they just sit around and talk about Sith technology, I'm just like, don't fucking tell me the story. Dude, Pip literally, Pip literally, he, whatever his name is, Mary. Mary literally says, it's secrets only the Sith and I know. Yeah, cool. Can I can I know him too? Yeah, he just like this is an IMDb review of the goddamn movie as it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like you know the movie trivia is like, did you know on the planet Exegol? Blah blah blah. It's like no, goddamn it, no, I no. didn't. Only like, fucking Mariadoc knew. Jesus. Yeah. I, you know it, it. Well, that's again. It's like going back to the fact that they had nothing planned out. It's like if you kick the ball yeah. down to the other movie eventually you got to answer for the shit that you tease out You're right like, like when um in force awakens when she like uh she's at what's her name's uh like bar with yeah. harrison ford and like she feels the force and like those she the like lightsaber or something and like yep. something about that like never gets solved i can't remember what it is well it's but, a like, story for another time yeah she, it's like what what how, how did how did uh i forget her fucking name i'm blanking too oh how did this maz, 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 maz how did maz get the lightsaber it's luke's so, lightsaber from empire yeah yeah, it's like that's a story for another time. Okay. Okay. I mean, when I are we guess, gonna fucking hear that in like, a video game? I'll never get that up. <laughs> Released in twenty twenty four. But that, right. but but that example right there is it, that's how I felt about all the, the entire characters, sequels. all the entire sequels. Yeah. Which again, we're not here just to shit on them because there's a lot of great content in there. Um, but it does feel just like oh, we're gonna answer that question with uh, what if? You're like yeah, that and that should that, it's like all. oh, that should be enough. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, still though, dude, we get some pretty sweet stuff. Like I, it's the Star Wars that we have now. Yeah. As opposed to not having it, like <laughs> I, the fact that we get to even like talk about this and like argue about it is amazing. Agreed, yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. I mean, the filmmaking in general is so superior than even the prequels. I mean, it's so far beyond, and the yeah. and the screenwriting is so much better, and and just yep. the filming and and the way they they manage even just like. Uh, like scenes, like giving a, a scene a theme. This mm-hmm. whole movie is going to be red, mm-hmm. and we're going to call it the Last Jedi. Okay, how are we going to incorporate red in the whole fucking movie? Right, and it's so beautiful. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Although that does bring me to the point of like, I really hate that we like Snoke's guards. We only get like that one. We don't get to, we don't get anything with those. Okay, so you get Snoke's guards come in for like five seconds in Last Jedi and get their ass beat. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's like, oh, that would have been cool to see. And then also, you remember in Force Awakens, Kylo Ren had like his own crew, the Knights of Ren, and it's like, what the fuck? What happened to those guys? And like, obviously, they become something in like the ninth movie. But like, I don't know. It's just like, again, it's the threads that are just like, well, we were, yeah. yeah, whatever. That was another one that was underutilized. I agree. Well, they, Ren did nothing. They stood on the mountaintop. They did it to themselves. They hyped stuff up. They brought they brought us cool stuff. And then just let it float away. And you're like, dude, why even introduce the Knights of Ren if you ain't going to do shit with them? Yeah. yeah. There's no point. There really isn't. I would have been better off if it was literally Kylo himself that came to uh, um, in Episode Nine to capture Chewie. I think that would have been even fucking better, even more mm-hmm. epic, because they know each other. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if like there was some 
thought on their part to be like, well, that's all stuff that could be answered in like a book. Like it is, you know, obviously we'll oh, yeah. be doing shit ton of tie-in books. And I've read, I've read a few of them. They're okay. Yeah. But like, I, yeah, I, I think they're okay. Like none of, none of the books I've read so far are like that good. I yeah. think they're fine. Um, but well, I was, like, was going to say, you shouldn't have to read those to get what exactly, the movie is trying like, to say. Like I, I, that should be something fun as like a supplemental thing to be like, oh, I just want to go read like a different adventure they're on or something. Like it doesn't have to yeah. be like. Yeah. Why do I have to read a book to like understand what's going on in this movie? That's not yeah. what that's for. That's yeah. not what the expanded universe is for. I think it suffers a bit from like um I don't want to throw Lucas under the bus, but like if you watch behind the scenes of the prequels, one of the big things was like, all right, we're in an ex- exploratory phase here. We're going to create this new movie from the ground up. I want to see everything. Uh brainstorm new aliens, new planets, new tech, new ships, new everything, and the amount of things that they developed in concept art for like the prequels and the sequels is insane. I feel like the sequels had a bad, did a bad job of funneling that into like actionable story content. They were just like, all this stuff is so cool. Let's put it in there. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know what it means? No, no. We'll just do a comic series about it, you know, and figure it out later. I feel like they just yep. didn't have enough focus. I don't know. No, yeah, you're right. No, I agree. I mean, it's, it's just like it's the a blessing thing. and a curse because like the Knights of Ren look fucking awesome. Dude, there was so, so much there. <laughs> right, I know. And, 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 and to further uh, Steve's hatred, uh, <laughs> I, I read there was a Kylo, there's a Kylo Ren um, comic series. It was only four of them. And it was about Kylo meeting the Knights of Ren. And even that was half trash. So it's like, you yeah. make me read this and it still does. It almost brought me more questions. And I was like, I'm about to just commit, commit it, commit it all. Yeah. Wrote it. <laughs> yeah. I was about done. I was committing atrocities right now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh let's let's uh I'm gonna run through. I know we, we just kind of took a bit deep dive into in the Star Wars, which is duh, but there is a lot of DC stuff left on the on the docket here. I'm just gonna run through these and get uh quick reactions. There's a couple of them I'm gonna pause at, but Okay. Um so obviously we got the Batman coming uh early next year, March. Black yes. Adam. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts, real quick, on uh, The Rock being in this? I am uh, very hit and miss on The Rock. Absolutely. I, I love him as a person, but his acting yeah. is like, you know, 50 50. So I'm a little skeptical, but I'm always interested in superheroes. So I'll see it. My issue with The, my issue with the Rock is that he he's like the safest. Mm-hmm. action star ever he all he is like it's so strange to me that he only i mean i know why because he gets like fucking rich off of it but like he only chooses <laughs> like these safe like pg-13 fairly middle of the road type of action movies and i understand that like th- i mean it's definitely gonna be a pg-13 like superhero movie which like it's cool that he's gonna be a superhero um and in the dc universe but like the thing about the rock the thing that like was different from like arnold and even stallone was that they would do like r-rated stuff mm-hmm. and they were they had like this much bigger range of projects where whenever i watch a rock movie i'm like well i kind of know what i'm getting like i don't right. like even more so than i ever would have with like arnold right. or something it, it so, could like, be a comedy or a, yeah. a superhero film and you know what you're getting yeah, yeah. some yeah, bad I, lines I just, and some cool action I don't even think like the rock stuff recently is like all that good. Like yeah. the Jumanji yeah. movies are like the most bland like adventure movies ever. Uh Sky or I think it was Skyscraper 
forgettable. Yeah. The one I with mean, the skyscraper? Jungle Cruise, it's like whatever. Uh, yeah, there was like two. There was like one or two of them. In oh, it. Wow. Yeah, I think. So, so yeah, yeah that, that's Black, the big reveal that there's a second one. Rampage. Black Adam. Rampage was whatever. <laughs> Rampage was whatever. Yeah. Black Adam's actually an anti-hero, so keep that in mind. Uh, he is an antagonist of Shazam, so I am a, I'm a, a little interested to see I'm gonna, the Rock I'm in a darker yeah. role. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. Like if, if it's what I think it could be, then yeah, I think it could be good. Well, here's it's the an- horrible truth about superhero movies, and I've said this on the podcast multiple times before, is that like, I'm going to see it. Yeah, <laughs> you make me a shitty oh, trailer, yeah. and if Batman's in it, I'm gonna see it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I will be there. I will give you my money, and then we will complain about it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's set to uh, that's in post production right now, and it's actually set to re- uh, release end of July next year. So we're not nice. too far away. We're under a year from that. Nice. Um, yeah. I know we had our discussion about the Flash. Uh, I think that's just. I, I don't care who you are. Even if you don't know much about The Flash, this movie is going to be fucking it. I'm yep. telling you right now. And I love Ezra Miller. So, Yep, yep. yep. Um, we've got some awkward ones coming up here. Aquaman and The, the Lost Kingdom. Now, how, how did Aquaman... Or I was going to say. The new iteration of Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about it, Steve? Any of them? I like it. I mean, I people... I, I, mean, I know some people that were like against it. You were freezing there. Oh, you looking um, at us? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I, I know some people that like were like adamantly against the new Aquaman, and I understand that it's like literally an entire CGI world because like uh, I don't know how you're gonna get Jason Momoa surfing a shark, but <laughs> the <laughs> I mean <laughs> swimming underwater. But I I dug it. I thought it was fun. Like I like yeah. um. Uh, was it uh, who did it? Justin uh, Justin Lin, I believe, right? Like he uh, or James Wan? I'm sorry, James, James, James Wan. Wan. Yeah, the guy from Saw, bro. Saw um, did some Fast and Furious stuff. Like James Wan is an incredible director. He he brings I think is like a really unique style uh, to his filmmaking. Some really cool shots um, and like a lot of life to it. So like. I have no complaints with Aquaman. Like, I didn't think it was like the best thing I've ever seen, but I liked it. And so I'm interested in a second one. And I think they brought in like, is it Black Mantis? I think is like the villain in this one. Mm-hmm. And like, he's apparently like a pretty badass villain. I can't say that I know too much about. I don't think he's the one that rips off his hand in the comics. Black Manta, sorry. Um, and, Black Manta uh, was in the, in the Aquaman the one that movie. does it because the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It was he in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It opens with. I think oh, it opens no. with him. It right? opens with him, and then he becomes um, uh, Black Manta by, throughout the movie. Oh yeah. yeah. No. So wait, who's it? Who's the villain in this next one? Then I thought, is it Black Manta and somebody else? I don't know. Well, I don't think Black Manta um, was killed by the end of this movie because it started with him, and he was kind of in the background, but then he got in a feud with like his cousin or his brother or some shit. I think Black Manta might be like one of the main villains in this now. I don't right. know. I, I really have no idea. So now, now I'm really talking out of my ass. Now I'm talking out of my, out of my ass big time. Aquaman I don't know enough. Swim. Dude, I don't. <laughs> dude, the thing is, I don't even know enough. I don't know enough about Aquaman's storyline. I really don't. But the only thing I do love is that like he loses his hand in the comics. And I think that would be like a sweet storyline. 
because yeah. he gets his hand e- eaten off by piranhas. Oh, super shit, shit, dude. That's savage. Yeah, it's that's, awesome. That is pretty so like, yeah, that I mean, would be a cool. That would be a cool thing to see a superhero go through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah just like get full on Luke Skywalker. That's fine with me. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I, I think so the Piranhas have to be his dad, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aquaman. I feel like there's a, just a, a huge miss with Aquaman, but we won't we won't get get into that. Uh, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom set to were uh, December of next year, so we're a ways away. Uh, oh. There's a Shazam uh, Fury of the Gods, so basically Shazam Two. Have, did you did you watch Shazam? I didn't see Shazam. Oh man, it's a fun I still fucking movie. Either it's so fun, guys. It's so fun. I know. I know. I keep just it's on. It's, yeah. it, it's it, innocent. It, it's fun. It it doesn't play outside of the lines too much. It is a pretty straightforward movie, but um, yeah, I mean, it was just done well. It was fun. That's all I'll say. So the second one, I'm sure, will be just just as good, good goofy. Uh, we're gonna get Smoke Show three, uh, Wonder Woman three, Smoke um, Show. <laughs> so Patty Jenkins is doing that. Who's doing the uh, Rogue Squadron movie uh, coming up in forty years, forty forty two years? Yeah. Did you hear that Patty Jenkins is making a documentary about our podcast? <laughs> who's that? Wow. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, quick side note: What do you think of Wonder Woman two? I liked it. Really? I thought it was good. I. I the only thing I didn't like or care for was like the really shittily lighted CGI fight with her and was it Cheetah or whatever her name is? I don't, I don't know. But, Kristen Wiig. Um, Kristen Wiig <laughs> character. I, I yeah. thought because like it's very clear that the CGI was bad, so they just like made it dark as hell. But I liked it because it was telling a different type of story, and ultimately. This is one. This is Wonder Woman. Like I don't know if people understand with Wonder Woman. Like, yeah, she would defeat a villain by appealing to his better nature. Like that is what Wonder Woman does. Like she's not somebody who just is always going to jump into a room and just beat the shit out of someone. Like she'll do it. She's got. She's as powerful as Superman, but she has this added skill to her that is like she is able to reason. appeal to like. She can reason. I mean, there you go. I mean, she's got the lasso of goddamn truth. Like, yeah, like she. That's what I thought was compelling and interesting about that. That like climax was that it wasn't just like this, you know, drag out fight or whatever. She had it for with Kristen Wiig for a minute. It's like, okay, great, whatever. We got rid of that. Let's go and have like the end that you know is more compelling to me at least. Like, I I liked it. I thought it was trying to do something different in like the superhero space and like with the best like female superhero that they have and i thought it was good like Dude, i just, wouldn't say it was the she's best thing, arguably but. the best uh female superhero period Wonder woman's is like a fucking I mean, staple yeah any, if any, you it named that if you asked anybody name a female superhero like most people would say wonder woman yeah, yeah. and i feel like they've nailed it like 90 percent to this point with her character yeah yeah, and so like, when she rides the lightning with the lasso, like that's cool as shit. Yeah, that was badass, man. Was See, badass. I, I didn't even make it that far into the movie. I wish I. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I admitted <laughs> that happened. last. I admittedly last week I hadn't seen uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, it was on HBO, and I was sitting in the hotel room. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna cue it up. I just zero percent gave a shit. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> 
I feel bad saying that, dude. I, and f- <laughs> you know what? Part of it was it. me. Part of it was me. Maybe I wasn't in a superhero mood. Part part of it was I've heard bad things about it, so I was kind of dreading it. So it, it was it's a concoction of a bunch of shit. But uh, one of these days, mm-hmm. I'll actually sit down and be like, okay, because it was like yeah. the obviously the '80s themed stuff is like, okay, this is fun and. Um, it just, yeah, I wasn't ready for it, and I didn't give it a true chance. But I, I think you got the uh, curse of what we were talking about with the sequels, where it's like the important <laughs> thing is the story and what happens and what the villain overcomes and what Wonder Woman overcomes. But we're getting caught up in the details of Wishing know, her, Stone, her, her Wishing Stone, <laughs> and her boyfriend is back inheriting someone else's body, and they bang, but then they give it the body back, and it's but, really weird. Dude, but dude, I I I completely understand what you're saying, but there's gotta be a balance between. Those I agree. Two. Yeah, it I can't agree. be the corniest plot and still be like the per- the greatest movie. I feel like it's uneven. There is there there Definitely is a, an uneven movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Well with you. said. Yes. Well said. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep rambling through here. Uh, Untitled Superman reboot uh, by J.J. Abrams. Who mm. fucking knows what that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wary on J.J. after exactly episode seven and nine. After episode nine, I, I just like I don't. I've never seen Lost, and I've heard it's renowned. And I just don't want him to come in and retreat a series or a franchise that he doesn't know a hundred percent about. Dude, you know why they called it Lost? Is because that's what the viewers felt after watching the entire series. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> it's. It, I'm not even going to sit here and say it was bad because I watched it the entire way through, and I was. Uh, entertained to say the least. It was a, it was a good show, and then it just left in a big question mark, as all of Disney has done. I, I probably uh, I probably shouldn't say any of this because I don't know anything about Star Trek, but I watched JJ's reboot of Star Trek and enjoyed mm-hmm. that movie very much. It, yeah, the first one, extreme ass. Um, yeah, so I could be totally wrong. <laughs> the first one is like I actually think that whole trilogy is like pretty good. The first one is like by far the best. I mean, he nails it. Yeah. Like, that was the one where it was like, oh, he could come in and do like any property and do it well. Like the thing in the darkness was okay. It was that people got really pissed about it because it was con. And it right. was like that he shouldn't have done that. Like it should have just been his own isolated story. And yeah. so he but I still think it's like actually like a pretty decent movie. Um the thing about JJ that I wish he would just kind of like I don't I don't know why I, he has to like hop into another franchise i kind of wish he would like go back to just doing like his own yeah like just make some stuff just start making your own stuff man i I just want him to develop something brand new yeah i I don't know that i need to see a jj abrams superman let's do Uh, a jj abrams (laughs) jurassic park man Uh oh don't touch that get away from that dude let's do a jj abrams terminator get away from that dude get away from that don't touch (laughs) i'm with you i'm i'm positing horrible scenarios but like I don't know. I mean, Superman's an, Superman's tough because yeah, they're gonna have to recast it again. But of course, but like that's a tough character to nail, harder than you think because you have got to make the most invincible person in the galaxy or universe a relatable. Which is like I don't understand how it's so hard though. I guess because like how do you? He's an immigrant who has no real home who's trying to like fight for what he believes in and like stand up to like certain values against like like the way that they could like make a good superman would be like put him in like today's context 
So and, like, it's, it's funny get, as you're describing this, you know and this I mean? is a this is a totally separate podcast. This is an entire episode in and of itself, because you know we have to talk about you know Zack Snyder's Superman and everything that he's gone through, and Batman vs Superman, and that entire plot, and him dealing with his inf- invincible powers, but he's also a family guy from Kansas, and his parents, and Lois Lane, and this, and Batman, and blah blah blah. So I do have to uh, oh, yeah. at least uh, correct myself a little bit. So JJ will be producing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. A new Superman uh, movie. Right, you can do that. It's still so the film, the film will feature a black Superman for the first time on the big screen, uh, and they will hire a black director as well to do it. So, so now I'm now I'm in. Now oh yes. So there's now rules. JJ me. Limited just produced the shit. I remember Shut hearing up. about this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Now Stay I find that to be. Yeah. I find that to be compelling. Okay. Because I forgot about that, yeah. That's uh that adds a whole other a completely other wrinkle to it. Sure. Cause could you imagine, dude, could you imagine in the United States the fear that like What if Superman the, showed up the, today? Well well, what if like the most powerful being in the universe was a was a black man? Oh and yeah. And like <laughs> what what like the yeah. what like the racists of the country would would do and how they react well like, the climate that we have today like, that would be a ridiculous that's what i'm saying like movie. that's what i'm saying is like if you not my superman. superman in that context dude i can't well they made um, we're gonna get pulled off of here <laughs> Global. you know the uh, the recent storyline in one of the superman comics is that he's gonna be bisexual and you can imagine oh. what that did to people like yeah you know it's like dude superman's been around for like <laughs> 80 years you can tell it a different way it's well, he's, okay. he's also an alien isn't him banging lois lane like by species but like that's yeah. already on some certain level of <laughs> fucked up like Pretty who cares if he kisses yeah. a dude instead like come on it just doesn't it's like i i like i with batman or any other character like i need to see, i would love to see a different interpretation i don't need to see a goddamn Superman, that's the exact same as like the 52 I've seen before. Mm. Yeah. So just give me a new one. Like, yeah. That's fine. New, new spin. The, the Joker becomes Batman. Just, let's go. <laughs> Actually, I was telling you, Cody, because you uh, you were in my home the other day. Ew. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It. Yeah, dude. I had, there was so much I had to clean up. Like, it, he left <laughs> such a sick. There's so many. Yeah, that was horrible. The liquids everywhere. Uh, there, so many liquids. The. <laughs> Really interesting story that would be cool would be Superman Red Sun, which is the story uh, if Superman was if he had landed in Soviet Russia. Yeah, and then yeah, that would be badass. Like, all the stories that come from that, like I don't know. I mean, you know, you could tell a story like that. But those are the things that compel me. Mm-hmm. So in, yeah. and in, also mean, in today's climate, they could twist that and have him land in China instead and pull it that way instead. Yes. Since we're not in the eighties, well, that's that true. would be yeah. interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or like, what if he landed? What if Superman landed in like the poorest country in the world? And Ohio. like, what it what it did? Yeah, and he gets fucking you know. disgruntled about capitalism and get, goes on a rampage and just turns the entire world into like a socialist utopia. I guess I don't know. <laughs> It'd be like exciting and scary at the same time. I don't know. There's there's a lot of things you can do with Superman, but they like you know everyone's always afraid to to do it. But it seems like now they're gonna try. So that I think that's cool. Let's go. All right, floating through these real quick. Uh, some some of these I've never even heard of. Blue Beetle. Um, Blue Beetle's cool. Batgirl uh, is coming out soon. Blackhawk. Is that Alicia uh, so Silverstone? 
Yes, it is. Um, Dude, for lucky. All, all over it. All for, all for it. And then now I'm going to take a pause here. Untitled Jared Leto Joker movie. Pass. Hey, I, I'm a, I'm in support of him as the Joker. I agree. As long no, as he get, gets that get goddamn for that, and I know I get damage tattoo Batman removed. Yeah. Get that damage tattoo removed, and I'm in. <laughs> okay, so because these two are related, so not only that, but there's an untitled Joker slash Harley Quinn movie that will be featuring Margot Robbie and Jared Leto. So I think this. This is gonna might be their saving grace because this is what we wanted from Suicide Squad one, and even the trailers yes. we got like focused on their relationship, and then the movie came out and it had nothing to do with them. So I think doing, first of all, do Joker again. I don't give a shit. It's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Throw Harley Quinn and Joker together, and that's what I've been wanting since I was ten years old. I bet you, you I would venture to guess that movie doesn't get made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, we're, with, we're getting with the way fans are, I would agree with you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're getting to the point where some of these movies, I don't even know if they were officially announced, but it's on here and it, the, none of them have like a, uh, you know, a release date yet. So th- these are just kind of like thrown out there. Supergirl, uh, Nightwing, Justice League Dark, mm-hmm. um, uh, an untitled man. Justice League. Oh, Justice League Dark. Give yeah. me that. Yeah, I assumed that love, was going to be uh, animated. Oh, well, they did Um, they did a Justice, Justice League Dark animated movie a year or two ago. Um, oh, really? It's sweet, dude. Yeah, it's really good. I would recommend it. It's uh, like John Constantine, Dead Man, and like, of course, Batman shows up. Like, Batman's part of like the fucking undead team, uh, of course. So uh it's good though um that would nice. be an interesting like new group to bring into the fold i would be i would be down with that i cannot oh. believe that there's like not a green like how did how how do you not have like a green lantern movie somewhere they're, they're gonna save like, it they don't even care just i feel like it's gonna be like uh the fantastic four thing you know it's just gonna be yeah. a while you know they're just gonna kind of hold on to it and all of a sudden yeah. it's gonna be blowing everyone's everyone's mind not that i know that much about green lantern but that's just you know Oh man, uh, untitled uh, Man of Steel sequel, untitled Deathstroke movie, uh, and last but not least, and I just threw this guy's name out there because not because Stanley himself in an interview 100 years ago was asked, "Who's your favorite DC superhero?" and he said, "Lobo." There's an untitled Lobo yeah. movie. Uh, Lobo tight on the on the docket. He looks like a buff. Jack Sparrow, to be honest, he just looks dirty. <laughs> it just looks. Dude, he's dirty. got a space motorcycle. He Dude, flies through space literally on a motorcycle. We he's have got a, podcast. He's got like a. <laughs> he's got an ape skull as a jock jock strap, like as a cup. So he's pretty yeah. badass. Yeah, I'm. I'm very down with Lobo. He's a wild dude. I've always um, liked him. Like, like I said, I'm in support of exploring the Jared Leto Joker again. In the right context, without Absolutely. a bunch of you know executive boardroom cuts and reworks, I'm interested in that. Isn't he also going to be in a Marvel movie soon? Oh, Morbius. He's, he's like a vampire thing or a yeah. werewolf thing. Mor- yeah, Morbius. he's Morbius. He's yeah. uh he's a he's in the Sony verse where basically all those wow. uh, Spider-Man villains get to be in their own movies, but Spider-Man never gets to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to have crossover with Blade or anything like that? Now that they own they own 
Oh, sorry. No, that's Sony. Well, no, mind. that's so. Yeah, it's all Sony. Well, yeah, there is that blade that the MCU is doing. Yeah. So they're doing the yeah. So, um, yeah, blade is uh is that so? Yeah, Sony and well the other okay. So here's my train of thought. The other one is you're getting. I think there's another Joaquin Phoenix Joker. So now you're gonna have two Jokers, just like. Oh, and I, so I don't know. There's too much. I don't, how many, I don't know how many jokers I need, but okay. There's too there's, much going on. No, yeah. there's not. Um, <laughs> you're wrong, Cody. <laughs> uh, that that wraps it up uh, as far as DC stuff. At least that was on this collider thing. But uh, yeah, I think it's gotten to the point where like the fact that they're even considering doing a Lobo movie is like, oh shit. Yeah, we're getting. They're somewhere. getting into it, dude. Yeah, and this—that's why with with the amount I, I counted this before we started recording. There's 19 movies on here that it's crazy have either officially or unofficially they're they're being worked on. But that's why I felt like they were just waiting for this Marvel stuff to kind of die down a little bit, and then they just kind of punch us in the head with this. I mean, they're promising a shit ton right here. Yeah. Uh, so I have a I have a, a, a very bad feeling that 50 percent of this is not going to get made. But, yeah, I want to go back. I want to go back to like 2011 or something and look at like an old DC timeline and be yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Two, 2007? 2007? Oh, yeah. it was just like, it was just Wolverine 1 through 7. They were just going to fucking ride the Wolverine train until what's his face? Oh, my dick God. Fell that's off. right. Yeah, before, before they like fully sorted out everything. In like the MCU or like even on the X Men side, yeah, it was like I remember like there was going to be that Magneto Origins movie. There was going to be like yeah, just like four more Wolverines. They were going to do like that, so every character was going to get their own. That's one um, timeline or group of heroes that I feel like they just fucked up. With the X Men. The like they started off so well and I was so into it and then it kind of just slowly went downhill and by the time they got to uh what's the newest one with uh Poe in it with um oh my god that wasn't even the newest one apocalypse apocalypse they did dark phoenix too and that was awful like See, they fucked it up they it's fits and starts it's it's like the X-Men comics like sometimes it's like incredible and other times it's like the worst shit you've ever seen like yeah the X-Men has always been an uneven product and I I still would hold up like the first X-Men and like X2 mm-hmm. and then like X-Men first class was great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Days of Future Past was good because you combine like the old and the new worlds. You got like the Patrick Stewart in uh, that era. Then you got like the new. So it combined those two worlds, which was awesome. And it just then got messy. Has been it got shitty. It just it it got shitty. Like yeah. And yeah. Well, but then Logan. But then also out of that you got yeah, like Logan, true. And yeah, it's exactly. like holy shit. So again, it's uh, the good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of those things that I I'll never let go. I'll never let go. I I just wish they they stopped stop doing if X-Men all we got for like dude, a decade if, and then do it again. If all we got <laughs> out of it was Hugh Jackman. As Wolverine, it was worth it. Like, You're right. You're absolutely I mean, right. He he yeah. might be the most perfectly cast hero we've ever gotten. Yeah. How about Iron Man? Ooh. Well, let's let's do mm. this. Let's let's name t- our two favorite cast superheroes before we and then we'll. Oh. Well, I think I think Cody already. I think he might have gotten it. I think Robert Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman might be the two. So you're doing Marvel on both. 
Yeah, because Marvel's so. better. Duh. First of all, Ben Affleck <laughs> is the Ben Affleck's the greatest actor of all time. I can't believe you guys. I don't disagree that he is the best Batman of all time, but I don't think he's oh, still. Wow. I, I still don't think he's like a better cat. Like, I cannot imagine anybody else as a Wolverine or Iron Man. I just cannot do it. Yeah, this one's this one's tough because. Yeah. <sighs> okay, let me. It's a hard question because it's like you can't think of anyone else as that role until someone else plays that role, and then it's exactly. Right. Oh, Same shit. with Batman. Oh, there you go. Nineteen ninety-three. You were like, no one ever could be fucking Batman, but Michael <laughs> Keaton. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those that like Gal Gadot is like perfect for it, but I do think someone else could play Wonder Woman potentially. She just plays a great one, like her own version of it. I, I think right. it's, I think it fits so well. I agree but, with that. But like Superman's a tough one too, though. He's pretty fucking spot on. Which Henry one? Cavill. Ca- Henry Cavill. Yeah. I would agree. That's tough. Honestly, Tom Holland might be one of mine. And he's a great Spider-Man. I mean, he's a kick-ass Spider-Man. You know, I got into an... Ar- this is a side uh, sidetrack, but I got in an argument with my brother. Because he's as, younger than as us. As people do. Yeah, go ahead. He, he's younger than us, and I thought it was funny because he was not even... Like he was either not born or just born when the original Spider-Man came out. That's funny. He's, uh, he's also a fucking internet kid, so he started telling me how uh, Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man and all the other Spider-Man are stupid. And I was like, "Kid, you were like six months old when Spider-Man yeah. <laughs> came out." The thing is, like, he doesn't not like these kids do not. I agree with him. Like he, he I think he. I, I do love Tom Holland, but I do love the support for uh, Toby. But like. They don't even understand that, like, back in the day, man, it was like you got, like, the one yeah. Spider-Man movie, and then yeah. it was just, like, you get another in, like, three years, and then that's it. Like, yeah. we got all we got were, like, a couple X-Men and Spider-Man. <laughs> and you got, and you had, you couldn't have an opinion on it because that was the only thing you got. You had right. to love, you had to love what they gave you because that's all you're getting. Yeah, there was no ranking. It's like, I like Toby or I don't. That's, yeah, that's it. it's like cool. It's like oh, cool. He fights the Green Goblin in this one, and then in the next one, he fights the Doc Doctor Octopus. It's like okay, neat. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> so, well, where we ended the the conversation was I was I was saying that I feel like Toby's trilogy had the best suit. Andrew Garfield, I really feel like was a well cast Peter Parker, but I feel at the end of the day that Tom Holland acts and performs the part the best. I feel. He is actually a, a teenager, unlike Tobey Maguire was like three years old. And there's just I feel better about Tom Holland in the role than I do the other ones. But yeah. they'll have you know they'll have their their pros to bring. To the I team. didn't think any of them were bad in the role. It's a, yeah. no, no, I agree. I I agree. I don't think any of them were bad. They just kind of played their own version. It's yeah. nice. Yep. Yeah. Now uh, I will end it on this. Who who's your favorite Joker? <sighs> yeah. Um. It's got to be it's so Heath hard. Ledger. I think it's got to be Heath Ledger. There's I no mean, Jack wrong Nicholson answer. is really fun. Yeah, Jack Nicholson brings like that fun like '60s flair a little bit, but Heath Ledger just—I mean, Jesus Christ—that I still sometimes just like for the hell of it, will go and just on YouTube and watch the scene in the um, like back room when he like the want to see a magic trick scene. Yeah, and like. I the we and like that scene's great that like that part where he like hits the guy with the pencil but like the thing that gets me like the best line delivery ever was when the mobster in that scene was like you think you can just come in here yeah and do all this and he goes yeah, yeah. and you're just like I that's it that's the Joker like that's the epitome of the Joker right there and and like when he like <laughs> has the grenades in his like jacket 
and he like yeah like has the string and kicks the door out like there's something so like he just nails it like he just it's like i i just that's as great an interpretation as you'll ever see yeah of that character well the the improv because that that yeah was was heath he threw that in there as well as (laughs) the other thing that he threw in was when um gordon was uh promoted to commissioner Heath started clapping the oh, he was clapping, and he was not supposed to and so he added that so the little sprinkles of Heath in there yep. also when uh when they when he blows up the hospital the detonations didn't, oh, yeah. didn't happen correctly and he so when he started fucking with that button that was actually him like pretending to be like oh what the fuck and then yeah. it starts going off and it was like oh my god everything that he added was like a sprinkle yeah. of genuine joker it was it felt so good that's yeah. hard to it's so hard to answer because um, we see Heath and we see Joaquin at totally different stages of the Joker's evolution. You yeah. know, Joaquin is playing him becoming the Joker. Yeah. Heath is playing him as, you know, total anarchist, fucking with the mob because he's so smart and he's on top of everything. He's not smart. He just doesn't care. And well, everybody else I think else it's cares. a little bit of both. I mean, he does kind of outsmart people. Isn't that where, like, his kind of comparison to Batman comes in? It's like, he is kind of one step ahead of everybody in that. It's, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's just, like, the absolute level of recklessness. No one else can comprehend, so it comes across as intelligence, but he's just like, I'm going to blow up a fucking boat today. <laughs> and then, That's and then a he, good and point. Then he, and then he walks through, and everybody else is so worried about how, who, what, when, or why, and he's just the doer. I'm blowing up a boat today. That's a good point. It's like when uh, this is a fucking out word ass backwards analogy but it's like when you teach someone to play poker for the first time and they don't know what they have and they go all in and they're just like i just have one of everything and they're like oh you have a straight and you won what the fuck are we doing here yeah like that's the joker's entire plan yeah that is it's just the complete (laughs) un uncomprehendable recklessness yeah no one else in that movie can understand outside of batman and that's why it's crazy this, this is so hard to answer I'm I'm actually going to also go with Heath at this point because I I do think there's a line in the sand that <sighs> Joaquin plays Arthur Fleck. Heath plays the Joker. And I do think I I'm I'm, I'm kind of formulating that in my head still. But you're you're right. It is like two different people. It's just this it ends up being the same character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I'll say Heath as well. Well, we're all correct. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. <laughs> we're all correct and no one's wrong. Going back to a really earlier question that I never answered is when you oh, think ahead. when you say Halloween, what scary movie do you think of first? Um, I think for me, it's Saw. Oh, I think out of all the horror movies that I've seen, Saw is the one that must have been like right place, right time that I've watched more than the other ones. Um, the whole twist at the end, the mystery element. Uh, I think Saw is probably like the first in my mind when it comes to horror, nice. horror films. It's that was the what, that was the franchise where, uh, like, well, because we were in high school, and so it was like each year that it came out, like everybody went to the theater to go see the new Saw. Yeah, and so there, there's that like bit of nostalgia for me. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think I think the reason why I said the Halloween movies is because I get so wrapped up in the theme and the actual holiday of Halloween and the fact that Halloween happens on, happens on Halloween, duh, is, is kind of like 90% of it for me. Like yeah. I, I, I think of the aesthetic of pumpkins and, and, and all mm-hmm. the, the, Oh yeah. Stuff, and it's in the Halloween movies, obviously. Well, it's you, you see Halloween when you hear that music, it's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
that's the Someone's Halloween. Dying on Halloween. That, that's the holiday <laughs> theme. Yeah, exactly. Dave, you, do yeah. you guys see Halloween Kills? No, no, not yet. It's good shit. That's the newest one, right? Yeah. Now yeah, I just haven't even out. seen the previous one where she came I back do. for the first time. Oh, it's so good. Fuck. It's yep. so fucking good. I'm behind schedule. Man, we have limited time to watch films. Yeah. Nina absolutely hates scary movies. Same. So I got to squeeze these in as much as I can. And the last one that I did actually so did- watch, I, I pulled up YouTube and watched MTV's Fear when real throwback because that thing is oh my God. scary as hell. Dude, that's why I just tranquilized my wife. <laughs> Damn it. Where are you getting your tranquilizers from? Send me your tranquilizer guy. <laughs> I got, I got a guy. Up. Yeah, I got a guy. I got a Trank guy. Oh, Trank guy. <laughs> when she starts, when she starts telling me she doesn't want to watch, you know, scream, scream for the two hundredth time. I just yeah, dose her you, up. Yeah, that's you, you text, you text the scarecrow. Send me that gas again, bro. The gas. <laughs> She's Can like, I, why are you putting on a gas mask? Like, don't worry I get about a particular it. blend that will make you like Star Wars. Why well, you put on a gas? I get, I get real into my horror movies. I like to watch through a mask. So. <laughs> It's just, we're going for immersion here, all right? Immersion. Immersion. Well, awesome. Uh, Steve, thank you for catching us. And Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, man. Part of this, Dude, so. Thanks for having me on. Please invite me on more. I want to be I want to be on this podcast more. I'm oh, desperate. Yeah. I'm desperate. All right. <laughs> we'll see. No, this was super fun. I, I overcast uh, my time. wife. Yeah. <laughs> she's, been out for, she's been out for a week straight. She's starting, to catch on, she's starting to catch on that I've been tranquilizing her, so things are not going well here. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, if you want to give, uh, I, we we always plug your show, but if you want to do it yourself, go for it. Oh, yeah. Catch us on uh, uh, social at Revenge of 90s Pod or uh, uh, subscribe and rate and review and all that good stuff. Find us anywhere you listen to your podcast, Revenge of the 90s. And what yeah. do you do um, on there? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's a, as you might guess, it's a podcast devoted to the 90s, but currently it's uh, just 90s movies. Uh, we may expand someday. Uh, but right now we're doing 90s movies. We're on, we're in like the 80s. So we've done about 80 some movies. We're in the middle of our Halloween spooktacular. So um, be sure to check us out. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I yeah. was suggesting you guys do start doing like albums and stuff now. I literally was like, dude, you guys should do Running with Scissors by Weird Al. Mm-hmm. It was like such a special time for, uh, I, I know our whole group and it, it changed my life for the, for the worst. I, but I just recently, for the worst, I just found my uh, Running with Scissors cassette. So good. So, yeah, oh, man, what a throwback, dude! Oh yeah, man, that's intense. Yeah, so I was on Revenge of the '90s a while back to do Batman Returns, and then Mopar and myself were both on just recently to talk about CKY as we lead towards the new Jackass film, which comes out this week. Does it come out this week? Holy hell! Twenty second, I think, right? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, and we're then on the verge, um, baby. yeah, baby, and then we will get you guys <laughs> either for, either for December's a little tease. Probably for December, I would say we'll do uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. We'll have you guys back on. Obviously the best film of the entire decade. I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) The best Star Wars film of the 90s? I can say that for sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that oh, I, that that I can make. Yeah, unequivocally, yes. So we'll be there. The best, prequel, am, the best prequel movie. Oh, you're, yeah. you're you're saying you're saying the best of, of the '90s. You're saying it's over Ernest Scared Stupid from 1991. Oh shit! No. I forgot about the Ernest uh, franchise. No. When are we gonna have a reboot of Ernest? Like of all things, come on. Jesus. I don't know if anyone on Earth has ever asked that question. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be the first, and who is who are we gonna accept for you? The new Ernest. <laughs> Actually, John Cena looks like Ernest sometimes. Oh God! Like, let's do a buff Ernest, man. 
Yeah, oh, actually, yes. Ernest, Ernest goes to the jacked. gym. Ernest gets jacked. Ernest, gets <laughs> Ernest joins the UFC. <laughs> yes, yes, That's please. awesome. Hey, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you next time, so goodbye. Ooh, 79, fuck off. Recording stopped.